You're listening to Band Practice with Matthew and Krebs. Rock out with your cock out. <laughs> All right, and we are here. Hi, Craig. Hi, here Craig. we are. Hi, guys. We have Craig from, uh, what band is it you play in now? Uh, it, uh, hmm, 100 Pound Mirror? No, Rear View Mirror. Rear View Mirror. Yeah, grunge tribute, so. All right. Ooh. Well, thanks for having me. So you're playing what, though? Like, give me, like, you say grunge tribute, so I need to know what you're doing. Oh, okay, so we, it's, it's personal. It's, it sort of changed a little bit. Um, whenever we first, okay, so let's back up. The very first meeting that I had with the uh, guitar player, Sean, and, and the singer, Jason, I had no idea what I was walking into. It was just like, hey, let's jam, and it was the typical all-over-the-map kind of stuff. And, you know, everything from Skinner to whatever. And they were like, well, let's, let's try whatever, let's try even flow. Cool. All right. I've haven't played even flow i think in like 20 years or whatever so like i, mean, I count it off one two three blam we go through the intro or whatever and jason starts singing and the like the hairs on the back of my neck stood up this kid <coughs> sounded like eddie vetter was singing in the like it's to to a fault the, the biggest the biggest obstacle for any cover band is the singer hands down because especially like guitars are a dime a dozen, and <laughs> <laughs> we joke about that. Yeah, we, we are. We're a fucking dime a dozen. Like you can you can pick up a decent guitar player anywhere. Yeah, you and, guys are plentiful. Yeah, and <laughs> and if you don't have a bass player, you can convince a guitar player to, to go buy a bass. Because you did to Jason. Yeah, <laughs> well, we did that. We did that to Wes. Yeah. <laughs> so Wes did the well, same thing. I, I volunteered to play bass in in in, in a band. Like it, it happens. Like it's yeah. You played bass for a while. Yeah. So I mean, it, you know, and that and that's cool that you guys are able to straddle the instruments like that because the knowledge transcends, whereas drummers are just, we're yeah. just fucking stuck. Drummers are, much, <laughs> drummers are much harder to come by, but the hardest thing to, to find is a good singer. Cause it, and if, that was the thing. Like he, even, if, if you're, even if you're not a good, like, even if you sing and you're not good, you can't cover that up. Like, you can cover up not an okay guitarist, you can cover up not an okay drummer, but if your singer is not good, there's no covering that up. Right, because that's like for the casual listener who's not who is not a musician. That's what they're listening to. They're only going to hear <laughs> the casual listener is only going to hear your mistakes and the singer. That's it. <laughs> yeah, more or less. And and, and then like it's, uh, if you're covering stuff as a singer, I mean, I very limited experience in this, like a month with you guys. Um, but like you you've got two options. You want to like straight up do it as you know close to the original as possible, or you got to make it your own. And you need to hit one of those specifically, and you have to hit it like confidently. Yeah, yeah. I think I think you. And Krep said it best. I think that like there's there's a lot of bands out there that are trying hard at doing everything, and they're they're doing everything and they're doing it all wrong. Like it, it, you either you either have to make it your own, so you like do adaptations or interpretations of songs your way, whether that's in like a metal way or in a, you know, in a Tom Jones way or whatever, whatever your way is. Yeah. And, and bands around here lack that identity. Like they, they go for the record. Well, they're, we, they're we, going for the record, but they don't have the talent to pull off the accuracy. 
Yeah. So it's like you get this amalgamate of some really good musicianship on a couple instruments. You get some mediocre instrumentation yeah. from the rest of the guys and then a singer that maybe is delivering half ass on everything because he can't you don't you're not picking music that's in his wheelhouse. Yeah. Whenever I heard Jason do Pearl Jam. I have to, I have to cut you off. I've I've sure. seen you guys play live like three times now. Okay. Hands down, he is the best singer in any cover band I have ever seen. <laughs> Appreciate that. Thanks. He's, he's an amazing now. vocalist. Holy shit. Yeah, he's... Continue. He's... he's <laughs> uh, well, it, getting back to how it progressed, it was like I literally lost where I was at playing. Like, I got so caught up in the moment, like... and. It's easy for me to do. Like, I'm easily distracted. You know, you know I'm one, two, three, four. Hey, a bunny, you know? <laughs> That's it. But whenever I heard Jason, it, it, and it, it was just something else. And I was like, so let, it, it, we got into a room and I was just like, hey, huh? Oh, do you, you want a koozie? My beer needs a condom. Yeah. We practice safe beer. Safe beer. Safe beer. Beer. Appreciate it. Thank you. Um, so I would offer one to Krebs, but he goes through them too fast. <laughs> There's no point. There's no point. <laughs> Just filtering. <laughs> That's awesome. Huh? It's, it's part of my process. Hey, listen, whatever keeps the beer cold, and if it means drinking it twice as fast, that's good. Um, so we we got into a room, and I was like, let me let me hit you guys with something, and and they were very receptive to tapping into Jason's talent, like his his abilities as uh, as somebody that could cover Pearl Jam and Candlebox and, and Tool and, you know, and it's fortunate that, you know, um, we have the talents in the band that are able to play like Soundgarden and, and Tool and now we're even exploring some new rock and some alt rock with like 500 Death Punch and Gemini Syndrome and bands like that. Um, we're really pushing ourselves, but but getting back to the basic thing was we asked Jason and 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 it was sort of like my push. A, a little push little you know maybe you know over the edge like we should really consider becoming a tribute act but we can't do a band because one band from that era doesn't have enough material to go all night like if you do Boston, you can do Boston. If you do Journey, you can do Journey. I mean, and they're all out there. Like Billy Joel tribute act plays Galoopies like every other Thursday, you know. Yeah. So they're there, and there's 700 people there. And we were like, okay, well, there's no one particular band that we could do and have it go all night. So why don't we just tribute ourselves to that era, that you know, that that Lollapalooza '93 or '92, okay. you know, that was yeah. just. It was a short blip, but there's still oh. some good stuff there. There, oh yeah, but the, but the thing is, is that it all came out at once. It was like the yeah. you know the giant turd of the record labels <laughs> shat all at once, and they were they were so. And if you get back to the to the story of the day, it was like they were so worried about missing, hitting a home run with a particular band that they they signed everybody. You know, they, <laughs> <laughs> I mean that's how How'd like. That go? Well, I mean, you got bands like uh, well, what was that, the one with that's the why, like everybody in the '90s? No Rain, Blind Melon. That's Blind how Melon? they got signed. Yeah, oh, I didn't know that. And, yeah, Blind Melon got signed because of that, and it was funny. Because I just heard that today. It always Blind makes Melon, me happy. Always makes me happy. Blind Melon was billed as, oh, this is the next Nirvana. Everyone swore, but no, this is the next Nirvana. Well, he was doing heroin, so well, he killed. Well, <laughs> I'm pretty sure he killed himself before Kurt Cobain. Did he? I don't know. 
He's dead though. Fuck him. <laughs> yeah, Shannon. <laughs> Shannon Hoon is. Oh, I think I'm clipping. No, that was you clipping. Maybe. Who's channel one? Uh, that was me. you. Yeah. So you were clipping. Just by the way, I I, I like your inbox. Just it's, saying. It's not an inbox. That is a focus right. Yeah. Whatever. Scarlet series 18i, and uh, yeah. it's pretty and it has lights and I saw it go into the red. That's cool. Uh, I got auto, <laughs> I got track automation on the Logic Pro that will fix it for me automatically. Hmm. Beauty, eh? As they say in Canada. Yeah. So, yeah, a lot of those bands during that era just got signed because the executives were just so concerned about missing another one. Mm. So they were, I mean, they were busy signing everybody. So everybody, that's why you had such an explosion at that point, like Nirvana and everybody else, like Nirvana at all. And everybody came out, it like the shit literally hit the fan. Like, they didn't know who to sign, so they just signed everybody and hoped it all fucking hit. And that's why you have so many bands from that area, including, like, Red Hot Chili Peppers and Alice in Chains and all the offshoot bands that occurred from all those guys. And all those musicians were really good, you know? Like, I love Alice in Chains. They're, like, the, the, they're the metal band in the grunge scene. Right. Like, they were definitely the, the metal guys. And it was funny, like, as a guitarist... They were always one of my favorites when I was first learning to play guitar because they were always well, part of their great appeal was that their riffs were always like, oh, this, the, the easy, simple working man can play these riffs and they sound brutal as shit. But Cantrell, though, on solos is just a freaking master. So he, he takes the he's, simple. He's, he's very, very tasteful. Yes. And it's and maybe not a beginner, but it definitely like once you get a little bit past beginner, you can nail his solos if you, you put in a little bit of time. Like there's he's not doing a whole lot that's just out there wild and crazy he sticks to he sticks to the basics and he does it just extremely fucking tastefully like he just i've always gravitated towards alice in chains and not not from a not from a guitar standpoint but from a melodic standpoint and i always thought that like sean kinney the drummer like always played tasteful as well like all his parts his standout songs to me were like no excuses yeah. that was his song that oh, yeah. and and we do that one and it's like for many years, I looked at that song and I was like, I'm never going to be able to fucking play that. I can't play that song. And finally, one day, and, and I couldn't have done this 20 years ago, but I, I put on YouTube and I put it 0.75 and I watched that first minute 25 times before I was able to even play along with it at 0.75. And then I just said, fuck it. I let off the the seatbelt, I hit the gas, and it just came. Nice. It's something that I've been trying to listen to and wrap my head around for so many years, and, and I was able to get it, and I was like, okay, I, f I feel myself coming into this. But getting back to the story about like how I proposed this, it was just sort of like, well, what do you guys think about this? And they're like, well, we can't because our bass player is going to move away. I was like, just so happens, <laughs> I know a guy. And I gave Wes a call, and I'm like, you know, well, here it is. This is, what do you want to do? I was like, because we have an opportunity here, but I have to convince them that we can't be all over the map. Um, he's like, yeah, I'm right there with you. Like, let, let's go in. I'll play whatever you want to play. Let's hear this guy. And whenever we did the first thing, I, I, what was it, March, April, May, somewhere in there yeah. of this year, it was it was weird. Like, it was magical weird. And I know that uh, Kreps had mentioned earlier while you were out of the room that, like, he's not in tune, like, 
a musician would be, but he's got an ear. And you just know when something clicks. You just, you feel it. Like, there's a... Well, I know, I know... How do I describe this? I know... You know enough to get yourself in trouble. <laughs> well, I know how to deconstruct... How do I say this? Um, a craft, because I've done stand-up, and then I've gone, I've gone and seen, like, real professional stand-ups live. And it's... it's it's very similar to the way you craft the joke and you work an audience the same with a band. So it's, it's, yes. it's not hard for me to go, all right, I can see this on a different level and I can definitely appreciate it. I'm not there with you guys. I know I how to set it up. I know how to deliver. I know where the punchline needs to be. I, I know also, how to wait for applause. I also know where you lose me because you're so much better than I am. All right. I'm just uh, going to do it right no, now. Come on now. <laughs> no, 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 no. Because you, you, you've earned that. You've more, earned that. More rehearsed maybe in what I've done, but that doesn't mean I have any more raw talent because for a long time, I really didn't feel like I was, I was really See, talented. I've I've tried to explain this to Krebs. I'm like, I'm not really that talented. I've just played for a long time, and I and I, that's I, true. I, some, I think I, I know some cool licks. I can do some stuff, but I'm not like talented. And I listen, say, it wasn't say it's talent. I'll be like, I don't have a good ear. It like <laughs> I've had to blood, sweat, and tears for every little ounce I got on my yeah. On my but strings. you know what, Matt? I mean, for the times that we've we've rehearsed and we've, I mean, you've always come quick with learning a riff or whatever and but that's i think because you guys you and i i mean you and and friends of yours that you've been in bands with have always listened to such progressive shit you know just like very technical very very i'm gonna take this moment to inject that uh as i lay dying uh awesome tim their lead singer is back with them and they just put out a new track my own grave you should listen to it yeah it sounds really cool um and they're not paying us to say that. No, not at all. It's no, fucking no, no. fantastic. I'm so excited they're back to fucking get <laughs> But they should. Fuck yes, fuck yes, fuck yes. Either that or buy us a beer next time they're in town. <laughs> However, Schnebley's Wine, give us a call. Yeah, Schnebley's, what's up? We've been plugging Schnebley's for no reason. Because <laughs> if we get like a free bottle of wine. like That would be awesome. And just to think, like two years ago, they were on Groupon. You yeah, know? I know, it's right? Like, for, I think it was like, the, yeah, we talked about the Groupons. Yeah, well, uh, when Alger was on... Uh, we were drinking mimosas out of the Schnebly glasses, <laughs> and he was commenting on. I like, think I oh. heard some of that episode. Uh, the um, so the Schnebly's glasses are the ones that, like the old ones, you can get the free tasting for life. That's it. Yeah, the small ones, right? They're the smaller. No, 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 the small ones are the dessert glasses. So they have dessert wines there too. The small ones are dessert glasses, and then they have the regular wine glasses. Uh huh. And the new ones say Schnebley's on them with the address and like Homestead, Florida Brewing Company or whatever the fuck it is. Yeah. The old ones say Miami, Florida. I think that's the one we have, yeah. If you, yeah. If you, if you snag onto one of those and you, you can bring those glasses to there on a Friday, Saturday night when they do the tastings and get a free That's not tasting. very keto, though. I can't spell <laughs> keto. <laughs> you don't got to be keto Q-U-E-T-O? every weekend. Yeah. You don't got to do it every weekend, man. Friday night. Have a couple? Yeah. Just a tasting. I wonder how many carbs the uh, the lychee wine has. It's all sugar. I'm sure it has a fuck ton. <laughs> You'd it's be dumping all day Saturday after a Friday night of that wine. Oh, sure. oh, man. What are you, an L.A. housewife counting calories, son? <laughs> Listen. If, you look if good. You, I'm, that's all I'm saying. You look if, good. If you cut sugar out of your diet yeah, and then you it. have like 40 grams of sugar one day, you know about it the next morning because that's all you do is dump. Like in the literal sense of the word, you just <laughs> elbows on knees, and that's it. All right. So speaking of dumping, this is actually totally not re- relevant. But I was thinking about uh, that you, you were talking about how they were um, just like signing every band. Yeah. Um, and there's 
I've like hung out with friends and we've gotten drunk and this question has been passed around a couple times and I still have not been able to actually solidify my my answer but somebody once asked the question amongst my friends like if you could go back in time and just see one performance what would it be and it's gotten and it's hold on, hold on let me give you my two um and it's gotten to two that I just can't decide on it's between um wow this is good I like this it's between um so before Red Hot Chili Peppers, Nirvana, and Pearl Jam all blew up, they were touring small clubs, yes. half full, and I thought that that was my answer until I found out that Miles Davis and Jimi Hendrix played and recorded nothing for like an entire evening. I don't even know what that's supposed to sound like. Wow. Yeah, they were in a studio apparently together yeah. and just jammed. They didn't record shit. Do you think that that, that maybe is the basis bet- <laughs> for the, the, what was it, the movie with the Oneaters? <laughs> what I like about you, or whatever it's called, uh, the wonders, the wonder, the Oneaters. Yeah, yeah, the Oneaters. Yeah. It's pronounced Oneters. <laughs> I haven't seen him in like twenty years. But oh, at, at the end, when at he, the wait, end, I whenever Spartacus. But yeah, he yeah, plays yeah, the yeah. drums over the the jazz piano guy, yeah. right? And like held on to that for forever. But maybe that was like the inspiration for that, you know, where he's like this, you know, maybe. seasoned drummer comes in, rockifies a song, goes on tour, plays with these guys, and then. This jazz dude that he's always looked up to. Hey, let's jam. Roll this, you know, like, ah, okay. <laughs> so, you know, like, <laughs> wow. Holy I, shit. I fucking studio ne- boner, you know? It's yeah. like. I had never made that connection, but why would I? I hadn't seen the wonders in 20 years. Yeah, like, but I mean, but they, no, like, no, that no, was no, the no, first thing that popped in my head whenever idea. you mentioned it. I, like, could, I could see someone, like, having that idea or, 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 or hearing that story and then building a movie around it. So, yeah, yeah, I can kind of see it. That's one of my favorite Tom Hanks movies. Why? What do you mean, why? It's a yeah. fun fucking movie. Now, hold like, on. Before we go on to Tom, and, and, and Tom, yeah, it's Tom Hanks movies, I want to hear his, I want to hear Krebs's number two. Oh, yeah. Your well, number two. Well, oh, yeah, your number two for the, the performances you could go back, go back and see. No, that, that was it. It was Miles Davis and Jimi Hendrix or Pearl Jam. Oh, you, oh so we only get oh, one? Oh, okay. okay so, so that was. One? No, I, I have been unable to, to figure out which I want more because one personally means more. One is like, this was a one-time fucking thing. So oh, I don't... I, I absolutely already know my answer. <coughs> All right, give me. Uh, Vulgar Display of Power Tour, Pantera. Okay. Before they blew up. That would be, that would be my, my only... Uh, yeah, no. Because I think I've seen just about everybody else. Because that, that be far beyond Driven, I mean, you were, you were fighting <laughs> with 20,000 20, other people yeah. to see them. Well, I mean, I did get to see Dimebag play with Damage Plan, uh, fortunately, before... He Before Cleveland or whatever yeah. the fuck it was. Yeah, I got to see him at the South Carolina House of Blues, and it was fucking awesome. And I got to uh, uh, hang out with, was it, it was him and Bob Zilla was the bass player. Because we showed up like fucking five hours early to <laughs> sit there at the bar and start drinking. Because nobody was there, and they were there and hung out for a little bit. Super cool. That's awesome. Yeah. So what happened to Dimebag Daryl? He was shot on stage by some crazy fuck who was upset because Pantera broke up, and he was like, a zealot. Yeah, he's like, you're, what, you're what, dissing Phil. What was his political uh, affiliation? I'm pretty sure he was about Hillary. Yeah, he okay. he was, he was yeah. a Hillary supporter. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, but does it matter? No, he's fucking crazy. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is Hillary's fault, bro. Yeah, yeah. This is Hillary's fault. Sure. I'm trying to think. Actually, Obama was a senator at the time, so it's probably Obama's fault. 
Yeah, but at the time, though, he said he that we need to secure he, he didn't even know he, he was Obama at the time. No, because Look, at the time, he was making he was speeches. Barry. He was making speeches about closing the borders and making sure that people came in legally. So, you know. And he, have you actually seen, like, some of his, um, like, once he became president, like, some of his, like, stances and, and speeches about immigration? He yeah. wanted to, like, come he, after companies that hire illegals. Close yeah. the Trump borders. Trump has never said that shit. Listen, yeah. it, it, every <clears> single president... Up it's until tough. now, has said, we want to move the the embassy to Jerusalem. We want to close our borders. We want to lower taxes. <coughs> Here you got a guy doing all that shit, and everybody's vilifying him because he has the wrong letter after his name. And I had I had zero opinion on move, moving the the, uh, the the embassy. The only thing I noticed was that Ben Shapiro and Bill Maher both agreed it was a good idea. I'm like, well, I'm good. Like. <laughs> He's the only guy to follow through, though. This is the thing. Like, all, all the candidates. That, yeah. Like, okay, so Clinton, well, Clinton's, Clinton's election campaign slogan was make America great again. Fuck off. Anybody who says make America great again sucks. You elected the motherfucker that had the freaking slogan. Fuck off. <laughs> that's all I got to say. I, I mean, I, I, make I, America I, great again. Well, MAGA. He had what, it. I tell you what. I was not aware of that, by the way. Tell us how you really feel. <laughs> <laughs> I just hate hypocrites. That's all. It's like one guy says it, and he's okay. The other, the next guy says it, and he's not okay. Well, because he has an R. You exactly. have to have a D. Right? R, D, I, <laughs> freaking F. Which one's F? Federalist. Is that still a thing? I don't know. Not, Wig? Not for a while. We should bring back wigs. I would love to bring back wigs. <laughs> what the fuck do they don't stand e- for? I don't, e- I don't know either. It doesn't matter because nobody else knows. We could just totally make it whatever we want it to be. But it's old, so it'll have like name recognition. I have to say who my, my the band I want to see. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, back to, back to the question. I want to go back to that. Yes. Because it... So the story of Tool, and I'm not sure if you're aware of this. I do. Matt has told me specifically... He put on Tool and, and go ahead. So the story of Tool, for those of us unawares, uh, the story of Tool goes like this. Danny Carey moves in to an apartment complex. He grew up in Midwest. Almost had a basketball scholarship, almost went pro. Comes out, uh, starts playing drums. And he's playing on and off for bands and subbing and this and that and the other thing. And a couple of guys in his apartment complex say, hey, listen, it's the Rush story, but with Tool. Like, hey, you want to come in? You want to sub? You want to play? Blah, blah, blah. The band loved the guy, brought them to another level playing or whatever. And so they were like, we should, we should play. We, should, we, should, we have something here. There's a chemistry. And you know what I'm talking about. Like whenever you have that like weird feeling that just something cool is going on. Um, whenever you go on stage and you just have that, there's something. You just there's a je ne sais quoi. You just go up and boom. And I had it with Matt at Starbucks. We were screwing with a guy who I think was taking surveys or trying to get signatures. <laughs> <laughs> and we hadn't hung out much, but I just remember like I would say a joke and it was a setup for you that I wasn't trying to set you up. And then we kept going back and forth, and I wanted and the guy was just like annoyed because we just refused. Forget it, man. I don't Signature. We refused to give him what he wanted, and then he walked away. But I wanted to pull him back, like, "Hey, hey, we didn't plan this. Do you know how awesome this was? You were part of something magical. Yeah. That, that was that was that was uh, the first. That was like the first time I remember hanging out with Krebs and being like, this guy's awesome.' <laughs> how old were you guys at the time? 
Oh, was it? I was like, I had to be 20. I think I was 23, 24. So post high school. That was, you oh, guys yeah, met yeah, like. Yeah, yeah. Okay, you, was, you basically already, just came back to Marines. Yeah, I was already out of the military. Okay. Like, yeah. All right. <laughs> so there's a magic that happens and it's yeah. like it's screaming tool got a gig I, I forget if it was the whiskey or whatever it, it was someplace in la so they get one gig and they play the gig to like some really close friends and a couple family members and that was it they get asked back and they play their second show and all of a sudden, there's like 150 people at this place. I'm like, okay, all right. And then they get asked back. The next time they play, it's sold out. And they're like, all right, okay, we got something here. And the next time they play, there are executives in the audience. And they're watching them. You got old white men to come out. They're shopping them. Like, well, I mean, at the time, it was like, remember, you? I don't know if you saw the... Uh, What's the nutty guitar player's name that frickin' real cerebral? Uh, Buckethead? No, dead guy. Dead guy? Yeah. Crazy dead guy? Shit. You're really going to have to get more specific. Yeah. That's <laughs> Damn it, I'll think of it in a that's minute. That's a he wide a, birth, son. He had I, told, like, I, told, I told you, bro, guitar mustache, dime a dime a dozen. Mustache and a, and a soul patch. What the hell was his name? Not wacky, wacky guitar player. Ah. I'm just picturing, picturing Weird Al Flip. with a guitar. I'm sorry. I'll, I'll come back to it later. I can't fucking remember. Uh, it, so at any rate, Tool plays that show. They get signed and opiate hits. And that's, that's how they got started. If I could, I want to go back and see them record opiate. Like those live songs, yeah. that show that they did. I want to see that show. Like, that would be the one. Because they had a couple live songs on there. They only got, like, so much studio time. Like, it, these executives were just like, here, fucking, you got 10 hours, do it. And then, oh, you got a couple live songs that you played at the Whiskey or wherever the hell you were? Cool. Throw them on there. And boom. They had an EP, and they released it in seven songs later. It, like, they're, like, one of the greatest technical progressive rock bands of all time. I didn't like them until you played that one song for me. Which one? Oh, it's the one where he's, ta- he's singing about be- uh, how some guy's calling him a sellout. Oh, hooker with a penis. Hooker with a penis. And I'm like, <laughs> oh my god, I get it now. Yeah. Like, yeah, y- you sell out when it's worth it to sell out. <laughs> and then you make every idiot wear tool across his fucking chest and wear your shirt. <laughs> oh my god, this is trolling to a level I did not realize could be done. Yeah, it's and amazing. Then, and then you go make your own, like you know, your fucking um, own wine. Yeah, or whatever, or or whatever the hell you want to do, or drive a fucking orange Lamborghini. Well, yeah, Maynard has a, a winery now. Like he, he has his own wine. Yeah, and and apparently I've got a picture of this. Apparently someone looked it up, and or someone asked him, "Is his wine vegan?" He goes, "Holy shit, it is." I'm sorry. So he's got like pictures, pictures of him like dumping bacon into the vat. <laughs> <laughs> it's too vegan. <laughs> we have to, here's a here's a dead sheep I'm dipping into the fucking vat. That's fucking awesome. But if that was the, like if I had to go back to a concert, that would be the one. Like, I want to see it's them personal for you. Like, and it's also it's it's you're gonna see things you would not see. I was never that big of a Tool fan. Like, like Tool to me was like sidecar. Like that was like for me getting into music. It was, and and we talked earlier. Rush and Dream Theater to me were like the two pinnacle bands because of, like 
they were just so fucking complex and yeah. and crazy, crazy. The drummers were just out of their minds, and I like I wish I could do that. And Tool was always sort of there. They were just sort of cruising, and not until I went back when I was challenged to play some of these songs. Like I remember the like me and Matt were in a band uh, called uh, Hundred Pound Test, and and we did uh, sober. Paper Street Soap oh. Company before that. We played Sober. I would have liked to have heard that. And the I think there's video of it somewhere. Yeah. yeah. yeah it was a, that was actually one of our, I think that was one of our best songs. And it always got the best reaction out of the crowd because nobody saw it coming. And the place fucking stopped it. dead. Yeah. The place would stop dead. Like everybody would stop what they're doing. The kitchen staff would like lean over out expo window and Nick be like. Nick Brown would lean out. <laughs> and, well, that was to watch his brother. Um we just had that song and yeah like and i watched i I can't tell you how many youtube videos of people fucking it up and like finally seeing this weird video of danny carey playing it live from a gopro over his shoulder on the on the gong on the gong behind him Yeah. yeah and i watched him play that song i was like we gotta fucking play this yeah okay i can do this and finally just getting it together enough to muddle through that song and being able to pull it off. And we we would play it and the place would stop dead. I've I've known cover bands like refuse to do to do Tool because they find them like sacred. I'm like, you, th- you think they're sacred because Tool doesn't? Tool, Tool is their own running joke. Like that and yeah. like you alluded to it. Like Hooker with a penis is all about it. Like mm. and even their website, it's like, you know, we study the, the sacred art of crying as therapy. You know, I mean, like, <laughs> <laughs> fuck it, everything they do. And, okay, so let me, let me go back to the days that I used to live in Pittsburgh. I bounced at a club called Nick's Fat City back in the day. That sounds interesting. Nick's Fat City was Pittsburgh's Hall of Fame of rock and roll. There were stars on the floor to all the, like, rock and roll legends and and. Joe Grishecki always played there and Bruce Springsteen would show up and I can't tell you, I, I've seen Hootie and the Blowfish play there two or three times and I've seen Cold and Chevelle and Evanescence and work those shows and the Clarks and all those bands that ever show enough, uh, Grapevine, the bands that I've worked for, the, the bands that played while I was working there and I mean, and I did everything there. I ran pizza, made pizza, I, I bartended, barbacked, Ran sound, uh, bounced. I did everything in that club. Everything you could do, I did it. And um, the one gig there um, was Pygmy Love Circus. And Pygmy Love Circus showed up. And it turns out that that's Danny Carey's side project from L.A. Like his L.A. buddies um, are in this band. I think the one guy's name is Mike Savage. I have no idea. But they play the the, the I, theory I, I, of beef or something like that was the I, name I, of the I, tour. I know he's got a. I know he's got a. I know he had a side thing or whatever going on, and Maynard always goes to the shows. Yes. Well, this is this is where it gets interesting. So we're there and we're oh yeah please uh, we're there and setting up, and Danny Carey, um, is doing sound check, and a friend of ours runs a bar down the street so. Uh, Big Mike from 
uh, Casey's Draft House is the name of the place. He came down to check out Soundcheck, and, you know, all the bar guys know one another. And, you know, yeah. I was working there at Nick's Fat City, and I was super early for my shift because Amy had to work or whatever it was, and she dropped me off. So I'm at Nick's Fat City. It's like 3 in the afternoon for an 8 o'clock show, and I'm watching the band load up, and, and here's Danny Carey on his brass kit that's made from melted down pasty symbols and he's playing the fuck out of it he's doing paradiddles hands and feet so top and bottom what the fuck hands to feet paradiddles like so like both hands would hit both feet would hit but quickly paradiddling so like back and forth like top and bottom Holy shit, me and Mike were just like, what the fuck? We're done. So after the show, I actually, actually, right before the show, I was helping Danny Carey, like, navigate the club. Like, you know, him and his bandmates, like, okay, so this is how you get to the back entrance. This is how you get to the green room. Here's these stairs. Here's these stairs. What do you guys need to drink? You know, I'd help run a case of beer down or whatever. At the end of the night, he's like, hey, do you mind helping? Sure. So I helped tear down Danny Carey's brass kit nice handing him the parts off stage as he placed them in the road cases and we wheeled them out to the van or the trailer or whatever the hell he had parked outside and afterwards mike is like you guys want to go hang out at my club down the street sure so walk our asses down to casey's draft house and we start drinking and uh He's like, listen, it, it, it's 2 a.m., and if they come by and we're still here, we need to, you know, we're going to get in trouble. So let's go upstairs. So we had to kick out all the normies, and I'm holding up air quotes. We had to kick out all the normal people, the, the yeah. patrons, the, you know, everybody. So we, uh, you know, last call, you know, blah, blah, blah. They shut it down, and we go upstairs, and we start drinking. And he's like, hey, by the way, Maynard was here. What? Get the fuck out of here. No, 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 no. The guy downstairs in the flannel, the red flannel with the trucker cap and the black wig and the glasses. Yeah, that was Maynard. I was like, why didn't you just tell him to stay? Dude, like, you should have just told him. No, 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 no. He, he doesn't like to stick around and he got out of here anyway, but he never misses a show. So for everybody listening out in L.A., get your ass to the baked potato on Monday and go watch Danny Carey do open mic. Just saying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you would catch a good glimpse of uh, Maynard floating around somewhere. Definitely be there. I swear to God, he never misses a gig. Never. I've, I've read that before in articles that, that he always goes and, and watches Danny's bands or he's like super supportive and stuff, which is cool. I think, and there's something to be said about... Which is better than Metallica because, you know, <laughs> according to James Hetfield, there's only room for Metallica. I wouldn't go see Lars on a dare because he's terrible. Um, but my my take but, but, is there's there's a connection though. Metallica is like, not a drum band though; they are a guitarist band. You're Those, right. That is a band of guitarists. And listen, even if you they are awesome, even if you count Lars, they're still not a drummer in that band. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna counter that. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> There is no counter. There is yeah, anybody who's ever listened to the song one knows exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah. If you have any background in music theory or have ever listened to a song in your life and you know 
just a little fucking bit. You, you're like, this band is no good. And whenever it comes to drums, guitars, and that's not even my forte. Like, I, that's not something that I even, I know just enough to get me in trouble. Like, to pick, I can piss a guitar player off in 10 seconds. <laughs> like, no, you got to drop your 1K, man. Your, your mid-range is too, like, I can piss a guitar player off quicker than you can say, holy fuck. Well, Metallica was my lifeblood when I, well, Metallica was the reason I got into music. Like, which is awesome. I mean, because yeah. you're, and for anybody listening, it, Matt is a fucking awesome guitar player. It, like, we're breaking the wall here. So, I, we have I, the wall. I, we, we, we do whatever we want. You know? <laughs> well, we don't answer to anybody. <laughs> okay. So, it, me and you used to be in a band together. So, we a little background here. So, you and I were in a band together. Um, I, I met you as a patron whenever you were bouncing over at the bar. Yeah. And, you were like, hey, I play guitar. I was like, well, I play drums. And you were like, well, we should get together and jam one time. And it was like fucking really cool. Yeah. I was like, this cat knows what he's doing. Motherfucker. I'm glad somebody does. Holy <laughs> shit. Well, I mean, and you played me some video of stuff that you used to do. And I was like, I'm never going to be able to play that. Like, holy well, fuck. The the Until Return Red stuff we did uh, with Jason Brown uh, and uh, Daniel Papacosta and Buki and Shu, like that band was fucking awesome. We're, we're looking at the poster here in the studio and it's, that's fucking cool as shit, man. Yeah, that was a, that was a good time, man. That was a, that was a great time. And you showed me video. You guys were crazy. Like that was, we gave no fucks. We really didn't. What, what genre was that? It was All like a, it. it was metal. We were, def- we were just metal. But it was progressive. no. Oh, come on. Now, give I mean, yourself some credit. We, I mean, we, you we, didn't follow we, Nashville we, rules when you played. We really had a, a, a theory, and it was, uh, fuck you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, semantics aside, though. I mean, yeah. Like, yeah. It, was, it, was really more, it was really more fuck you in your subgenre. But, but it, it was a great it, band, though. I mean, like you, yeah. guys, like, you guys were all... Dare, thank you very much, Kreps. Kreps has uh, returned with well, some, some beers, and they're... Yeah, and it was it was really it was really good too because everyone in that band we'd all known each other for years and years and years and years and years and years before we started playing together. So like when we actually did start playing together, we you already, had a chemistry we, right we already, away. We already knew each other. Like we'd all gone to school together. We'd all hung out at parties. Like we were all ridge rats. Right. So, You've all probably banged the same girl too. Uh yeah. No, that's <laughs> just <thing>. one though. <laughs> Only one time. Actually, I think I think me and Jason Brown are on like three or four. Somewhere in there. Matt is up to like, I think he's, he's, his number is two and a half. Is one of them trans? Maybe. <laughs> no, he only, <laughs> just a tip. <laughs> he got coerced. Just the tip. So that's only counts as half. Yeah, but no, that, that band was so much fun. And it was, I was hanging out with, it was literally. It, it well, literally, you guys were so fucking technical. I mean, and, and I'm not like stroking you here. I mean, you guys, you guys were doing uh, yeah, stuff that was we're edgy. We're, hey, we were, we were not. We were not. Crepes, get the butter. <laughs> we were not technical. We were not. No, you, seriously. No, you guys were technical. Doesn't sound like you guys. <laughs> we we were not technical. We you, this is, our writing process consisted of hey we're gonna have practice today bring beer okay and then it's literally what we're doing right now we just drank and talked shit and then we're like hey this riff's cool cool we need a riff to go with it how about this eh move it up a half step sweet do that okay. How well, that, but that, okay, so, <laughs> well, which is, which is, okay, so, under its most basic 
you know, if you were to break it down into its most basic parts, that sounds very pedestrian and very boring. But now... But if it gets you to the right answer every single time... Elevate <laughs> that to the fact that they were able to pull that random-ass shit off every single show, note for note, and, like, go from this one random part to the next random part that sounded cool to the next random part that sounded cool. It was very progressive, very metal, very... We were metal. That was... All, all, all of it, we were metal. But you didn't follow any rules. And, yeah. that, and that in itself is difficult that, because there's no pattern. We used, to, we used to joke. Well, me and the singer had this running joke for the longest time. I told him, I was like, bro, we're going to do a whistle solo in one of our songs. It's going to happen. And he's like, shut the fuck up. And I used to show him uh, which Alice in Chains song is it where they whistle. Uh, I forget. Oh, God damn it. I can hear it in my head right now. Yeah. I kept showing it to him. And I was like, they whistle, bro. And it's heavy as fuck. And he's like. We're not whistling in a fucking song, and I swear to God, like a month later, we just we, we uh, I think it was I think it was Jason shows up with this bass line, and I and I start playing a riff over top of it, and it was just came out great, and it it wasn't real heavy, it was it was an intro riff, but it was just smooth and, and melodic, yeah, and it was just perfect, and our singer shoe just starts up to like right over top of it, and I was like, oh yes, yes. <laughs> Here's our whistle solo, which re- which reminds me, you, you know Saigon Kick, right? Heard of him. Okay, Kazoo solo. Oh, <laughs> oh the Mc- is that McCa- I was I was literally about to say um, uh, I saw this article I think it was three four years ago. It said uh, Macaulay Culkin, who was in some like punk band or something. Storms off because people refuse to stop talking over his kazoo, his kazoo solo. And I'm like, I don't want to read this article because this headline is fucking awesome. He has everything I need. And then I found the video, I'm like, and it's even better. <laughs> That's fucking incredible. It was some, like, 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 like pizza, I don't know, like, like oriented punk band or something. They like, like everything was pizza. They were like pizzas on, the, on their face. I thought it was stupid, but, 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 but I thought, like, if I was set for life, what would I be doing? Stupid shit, I don't care. Have yeah, you, <laughs> you make all your millions as a as a ten year old and freaking fuck yeah. off. Well, uh, I think we've mentioned it before. The movie Saved. Oh yeah, great movie. Great fucking movie, Mandy Moore. I'm, I'm not and, big on movies, you know that. Okay. Like, I don't know a whole lot of. It movies. was like a B movie. Like, do you hate Joy? <laughs> Is she cute? I know one. <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, so Saved was like this B flick. It was about the it was about this chick and going to church and her little group of Christian girls and one of them gets pregger and they ostracize her and her boyfriend that got her pregger is actually gay and yeah. like this whole stream of shit. Well, the main well, if leader, you got a chick pregnant, you're at least bi. Well, she, right? I well, got news for no, you. No, no, well, no, no. She she no, banged she, him because she thought the Lord wanted her to to stop him from being gay. Because she hit her head in the pool and the pool guy looked like Jesus. Jesus. Yeah. There was this, it, it was fucking it's. It's so good. God, it's so good. My eyes are rolling but, around like so, slot machine so wheels at this point. Macaulay Culkin, like, is just the icing on the cake for that fucking movie. He is so good in it. Oh, my God, he's good. He plays this handicapped dude in a wheelchair, and he's the he plays the younger brother of Mandy Moore, who is the leader, the ringleader of the little Christian girls group or whatever. Okay. And she's, like, an evil bitch, actually. And, like, he's just an asshole. He doesn't give a fuck. And they're all, they all go to this private Christian school, and... Just kind of to be a dick, he starts dating the only Jewish girl there. <laughs> uh, 
and like they're, they're is going that out. bad it's funny and they're like going out back and smoking cigarettes and like at one point like her sister like confronts him like she's not even christian she's jewish and he's like what <laughs> whatever yeah <laughs> it's it, it it's got one of my favorite lines where um the christiany many more like her arguments just aren't working, so she throws a fucking Bible at her friend's head, and her mm. friend like picks up the Bible and goes, "This is not a weapon." I'm like, "Can I get this broadcast everywhere?" Wait, wait, wait. Frank Zappa. Frank Zappa. That's the weird guy with the guitar that I was talking about earlier. He talks about. I'm sorry to interrupt. It, it freaking hit me like a freaking freight train. I had an epiphany. <clears throat> and now I see it. Okay, thank you. So okay. Frank Zappa. Made mention uh, it, he's on Facebook all the time. That black and white clip of him talking about how the executives back in the day signed whoever the fuck because they didn't know these old cigar chomping exe- like the quote goes something like these old cigar chomping executives would sign anybody because they didn't know what was good or what was bad, and then they got all these hippies in who thought they knew what people liked. And they were like, no, 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 no. We can't sign you. People don't like you. So you were better off with cigar-chomping executives who were willing to sign anybody who didn't know shit about music than artists or, or critics, air quotes, who came up at, and they were like, well, hire the, the, the coffee boy. He might know more about music than us and know what the kids like. And they're willing to ostracize or not sign people because the kids wouldn't like it. So you, are you limiting art by hiring people who you think know more or were, and he said we were better off having the, the cigar chomping old executives who didn't know shit, who were willing to sign anybody and bring any art in and expose it. And if it, Hey, if it hit great. And if it didn't know well, so that uh, that was, it just came to me. But I that should have been born earlier because I I want you to throw money at me to go find something because I'm pro- long enough long, long enough times I'll probably find something. <laughs> Even well, oh, okay. So what was, Kreps? Question yes. for you. What was the do you, what was the first album you remember buying? Buying um. This is before I actually discovered what good music was. So obviously, it's the first one you bought. I bought um, "Dangerous Minds" the soundtrack because I wanted that um, Coolio, the Coolio song. <laughs> yeah. And I had just gotten to a private Christian school, and my friends were like, "Why do you have that and Vanilla Ice and MC Hammer?" I'm like, "Because I came from an orphanage in, in, in Michigan. That's all we had." What about, what about you, Craig? What was the first album you bought? The first album I bought with my own money was the CD. Power Windows by Rush. I can honestly say that. I had other CDs, but they were given to me. But okay. the one that I bought with my own money, I saved up for it and went to NRM, which was National Record Mart, and I bought Power Windows by Rush. Nice. Yours? Uh, it's embarrassing. The first album I bought was Jagged Little Pill from Atlantis Morissette. Don't be embarrassed by it that. It holds up well. No, 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 no. Well, I like it more than the like acoustic redone. She's like. So uh, hold on a second. The acoustic redone. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah that's that, that would have been but, embarrassing. But the, and and I find it I find it embarrassing for this for this fact. The reason I enjoyed that album so much was because my parents had recently divorced, and my mother was playing that shit on fucking repeat. Yeah. And I really liked it, but the reason she liked it was because. 
woman power. I'm a single mom. I can do this. No, 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 no. no. It's fuck. No, 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 no. It's fucking stop it. Stop. It. Yeah. But, but why that, that, did but that, you like it though? Because it was. Or all, why did you come to like it? Because it was played all the fucking time. I enjoyed it, and I thought that was heavy music at the time because I was little and I didn't under, I didn't know what's going on. And then I remember specifically after that, uh, I came down to visit my dad, and I was like, "Oh man, check out, check this out. I got this." And he kind of looks at me and he goes. Hold on. And he goes into the closet and he pulls out. You remember those old tape cases? Yeah. Yeah. So yes. He, he pulls they one out. Slide out. Yeah. He slides this thing out and he gives it to me. And he goes, check this out. And inside of there, there was uh, Slayer, uh, Diablos and Musica. Uh, uh, what else was in there? There was a bunch of Anthrax, uh, Saigon Kick. Uh, That's awesome. Some uh, Every Metallica, uh, Megadeth, uh, uh, Rust in Peace, like... Oh my gosh! There was just so much good shit in there, and I remember the 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 first one I pulled out was uh, Alice in Chains, Jarflies. Oh wow! Yeah, and I ran through that, and I was do, like, do, 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 do. and I was like, oh wow, this is really good. And then I remember I pulled out one, and it was Slayer, and it had a really cool cover, and I was like, oh, this is this has got to be good. And I remember listening to that, and I remember thinking like, holy yeah, shit! And, and I was like, is this okay for me to listen to? <laughs> like, <laughs> it's so, like I, I almost felt like I was doing something wrong. Like, am I okay to hear this? Me when I found porn on the internet. Is this yeah. okay? Is this okay? Yeah, this is the thing. Like, <laughs> I feel dirty. <laughs> I yeah. feel dirty. And then uh, I, I immediately, uh, the next time I had, I had got, I got twenty bucks, and I remember I walked all the way up to Best Buy, and I was like, I'm gonna buy a new CD. I want, I want a CD, like, because CDs were the new cool thing, right? And just pure dumb luck, uh, Load had just come out. Oh. From Metallica, and it was all over Best Buy when I walked up there, and I walked in and I was like, "Oh, Metallica, they're heavy." Let me, you know, I had just finished listening to Master of Puppets. <laughs> like, I want this. Give me this. Load's not bad though. Like, no, I no, mean, no, it's, it's not. It's more, but it's not. It's not Master of Puppets. It was a well. Not it was, the, yeah. Load. Load was kind of more like that biker metal style. I think like, it was their Come Around album because like, like Black was like way commercial. They went. They went from being almost underground metal to being like overly commercial, yeah. and that was like their their swing back, you know, well, the, lo- the pendulum coming back. Load was was very, but it wasn't the metal they were before. It was like a way more blues. Well, right, yeah. The the, the pendulum like, was coming back. It, it definitely wasn't Master of Puppets, but it yeah. wasn't it wasn't, yeah. You know, the Black Album but either. Anyway, it was I, like. I still love that album. It's amazing. But wait, but, let's back up a second because let's talk about this. Let's talk about Jagged Little Pill and specifically some of the songs. Shame. No, no, <laughs> no, no, I took a shower. I washed it off. <laughs> <laughs> the priest said it was okay. I have only one issue with that album and that's You Ought to Know is about Dave Coulier from Full House. Well, and once she, you know who it is, then it's, it's all spoiled. It's weird because there's that line where she's like, she's like, when I went down on you in a theater, I'm like, you fucking gave a blowjob to the guy to the guy from Full House. Okay, cut I it out. Yeah, I can't. I can't. <laughs> yeah. So, Kreps, this is this is well, your your you, test you, right you, now. You, now, hold on, hold wait, 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 wait. You know what the best part about that album is? Who played bass? On what? Jagged Little Pill. You ready I for this? Have no you, idea. You, you ready? You're, you're Mind wait. blown. It Mind like, blown. All the music on that album was recorded by the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Really? Yeah. So Flea and I think it's well, I think they Shanti. all I think they all made appearances, but Flea, <laughs> Flea was all played yeah. bass throughout. So the I reason she, the music on that album is so kick-ass is because it's the fucking Red Hot Chili Peppers. I thought she did it because you know she's God, right? <laughs> Which was filmed in Pittsburgh. <laughs> Boop. <laughs> Are you sure it was filmed in Pittsburgh and not Jersey? Because I feel like everything Kevin Smith does is in New Jersey. 
It was filmed in Pittsburgh. I don't Unfortunately, I knew that. I don't believe you. All the scenes were filmed in the South Side because we had I don't fucking street closures. I don't believe you. Traffic. I'm going to just go ahead and call it New Jersey. Call it New Jersey. <laughs> call it chocolate cake. I don't care. We had to sit in traffic because that bitch was filming a fucking movie down on the South Side. Bars were closed. Cameras were everywhere. If you left the bar at 2 a.m., you had to go Carson Street because you couldn't get up Josephine. Oh, fucking A. You've already lost me. Yeah. Northerners and your they had, names. So, like, on the south side of Pittsburgh, there's only, like, three ways out of the... Out you, mean, of the you mean New Jersey? Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Call it fucking Nova Scotia for all I care. I'm, I'm down Great here in Miami North. now. Right? Fucking Snowville. <laughs> That's all yeah. I gotta fucking say. But they, it, there's only three ways in and out of the, the drinking part, you know? Every town has a drinking part. So to get in and out of the drinking part where all the bars are, and they have all the food and all the bars and all the cool places. There were three ways. Well, if they're filming over here tonight, there's only two <coughs> ways out. Fuck you. Holy shit. Like, you're in traffic an hour and you're sloshed. And, and Pittsburgh City of Police has, you know, a, a checkpoint here. So now... Oh, it makes their job so much easier. 50-50. You know, it's like, <laughs> you can't go this way. <coughs> yeah, fuck off. Holy shit. Yeah. There's the, the Pittsburgh accent I was waiting for. Yin's guys going down south side and that. You're going to go check out uh, Donnie Iris over in Nick's Side City and that. Huh? I've, I've been waiting for it because there's a guy that... Um, That's the Yinzer. Um, there's a guy that I met who was originally from the Ukraine. So he's been half, half his life in Ukraine and the, the other half in Pittsburgh. So he's got a <laughs> Pittsburgh Ukrainian accent. I could not even begin to... Try to recreate that. It's just weird. The, all the, the best thing I, can, I could do Mother Russia, but I can do you know Mother Russia and Yinzer at the same time. Fuck that. I know, but this guy could do it, and it's it was like that's not natural. Like, <laughs> and, and, and and the only way I can describe it was like every third word was Ukrainian, every other word like it was they would just go up and down. But this, this guy did it seamlessly. I'm like. I'll bet you're the only dude like this, like ever. <laughs> you, know, the, you know what really freaked we me out? We go to Permanti Brothers. Ah, in that. I worked at FedEx, and uh, I get hired there, and my boss was this Chinese dude, right? And uh, <laughs> so I go up and talk to him for the first time. I'm like, hey, what's going on? He goes, yo, man, how you doing? And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's a thing. And I was like, <laughs> caught off guard. And I was like, what the fuck? It's like a, bark- straight, straight it's like ja- a barking cat. Yeah, like straight Jamaican style. And I was just like... Trying to keep a straight face, and I was thinking in my, in my head the whole time, he's fucking with me. He is fucking with me, right? And then, like, Your brain's doing a mile, yeah, million like, miles an hour. I'm like, whoa, 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 Didn't you have, like, a guy in your unit or something who was, like, he was, like, he lived half his life in Scotland, then oh, half the oh, time? We, no, we had a guy, he, okay, so he was, he was born in the U.S., and then when he was, like, one or two years old, he moved to England, and he lived there until he was, like, 18 or 19, and then... Uh, came over and uh, came back and joined the Marines. I think his brother was a Marine too, but uh, yeah, he had he had the English accent. And bro, the guy didn't even have to try to get laid. Anytime we went anywhere in the states, he would just talk and like girls would just swarm melt. Him. Yeah, it was fucking <laughs> and wherever he was, they were just like yeah. But you told me you guys like ran into like an English unit oh, and they were so okay yeah. yeah. Go ahead. So the British Royal Navy <laughs> uh, did some cross training because I worked on Harriers right. So they have Harriers, too. So the, the whole idea was we're going to do uh, uh, cross-training with these guys. We're going to see if they can use our, our uh, aircraft carriers and we can use theirs. Or, you know, shit hits the fan, World War Three uh, contingency shit. And uh, 
So we go out drinking and we run into a couple of these guys out at the bar out in town. And, you know, we're hanging out, whatever. And he goes over and says, he says something and they look over and they're like, you know, fuck you, you know, quit fucking with us. And he's like, no, no, man, I'm, f- I'm from there, whatever. Like, blah, blah, blah. like, yo, they were ready to throw it out and fight. Like it was, it was on. Like <laughs> they thought, cause they thought he was fucking around, <laughs> like faking an accent. <laughs> cause I guess he'd been over so long that his accent wasn't as, I don't know, pure anymore. Right. And, uh, well, there's a couple different there, like the hooligan, and then you got like the the North Londoner yeah. and all that bullshit. Yeah, it was it was it was pretty funny. There's the one the hooligan is all vowels. That's the one that's all vowels, right? That's I, I don't know. The sure, difference. sure, why not? Wait, oi, oi, you get me? I and you know, it's all vowels. There's no consonants at all. Like most punk music, <laughs> it's all that. I live here, and we kicked England out, so therefore I feel no need to understand anything <laughs> they do, really. Tea belongs in the fucking harbor. I like tea, but as I, long as there's no tax on it, or you know, whatever. tea belongs in the fucking harbor. I like tea, but I'll be honest: when I drink it, I feel slightly, slightly less American, just like a bit. Yeah, to piss it out. You should. Well, every every place drinks tea except for America. I think like it's like we drink what? iced tea. We drink coffee because because coffee is tea with balls. America, America. <laughs> Coffee's nowhere near tea, but I'll go with that. Because I love me some coffee. Like, I, I love I'm me a some coffee caffeine. freak. Like I, me and Matt were talking earlier today. Yeah. He's he's not much in the coffee anymore. But no, not I anymore. am I am a Krebs. I'm a coffee fucking freak. I love coffee all day. I drink coffee all day. I worked at Starbucks for two years, and I ha- actually ha- I actually learned my upper limits of of loving uh, coffee. When you ever drink so much, you're you're pretty sure your your shit is acidic. I've yeah. done that a couple times. Yeah. Like, and I don't, it, it not watered down either. Like, just black coffee. Racist. How am I racist? Racist. I like black coffee. Are you expecting me to make sense? Because I don't know what I'm saying. I like coffee like I like my men. <laughs> black and dark and, equally and strong. Fair, and equally fair trade. <laughs> as long as they're earning a living wage. Hashtag Democrat. Hashtag triggered. Triggered. Somebody's going to hear this and get triggered. Oh, I'm sure. I'm hoping for it. I'm waiting for it. We don't have haters yet. I want haters so Oh, bad. no. We got haters all over Twitter. Oh, well, that's just you, though. Yeah, that's <laughs> just me being a dick. Because <laughs> I, I purposely... So, on, I started the Twitter account, and then I purposely uh, started following, like, a bunch of uh, Bernie Sanders supporters. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> like, so anti-Trumpers on purpose. And then just... Man, they... God, they are so easily fucking triggered. Fuck, they are so easily triggered. Just, I just started like commenting on everything they post, like hashtag locker up. <laughs> <laughs> hashtag facts don't care about your feelings. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, yeah. Yeah, and I. <clears throat> All right, Craig. Hold I got on, a question. Hold, hold on, hold, hold on. I wanted to like mention your Twitter account because um, I have a friend who like went to school for like social media. Like, she's literally got a, d- a degree in this shit. And I told her, like, what we're doing. We're just, I don't know, hitting up all the social media, whatever. It's like, we don't really care. We don't, we, we don't have a plan. I mean, this podcast isn't a plan. We drink and talk shit. We were going to do that anyway. We just, we just hit record. So <laughs> It's really just a good excuse to hang out with my friends and drink beer. <laughs> so, so she was telling me, like, well, your friend Matt shouldn't be doing what he's doing. I'm like, why? It's like, 
Cause he's he's just spamming. He's yeah, just, I'm he, spamming the fuck out of people. He's just, <laughs> he's just trolling. That's the, that's not helpful. Fun fact: she fucking hates her job now. <laughs> and why would I tell you to stop? It makes you happy. I enjoy it. It's fun. I I love your happy face so much. So much. I put it on fucking t-shirts. Like why? <laughs> There, there. I think there's just some people that don't have enough to do, or 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 they're doing the wrong thing, or, or and they're the, so worried about every what everybody else is doing. It's like, so Matt is on social media trolling people and doing whatever the fuck he wants to do. Like there are people that are concerned about that. Like oh yeah. maybe oh yeah. you should do more laundry, or do your dishes, or clean your fucking floors, or whatever. But like you're worried about what other people are posting on fucking social media. Get a fucking life. And some people just, just wake up with like, all right, I've got 12 things i got to bitch about today. And then they get really antsy if they haven't found that 12th one. I, I can't. I can't Hashtag rap. loans. <laughs> I can't I love wrap loans. my head around you. He doesn't listen. <laughs> he told me he doesn't listen. He, he can't say podcasts. No, he just doesn't like them. I'm, yeah. I'm proud of you guys. You guys gaining traction. Like, uh, I know, Listeners. Right? And then, like, I really like the show. I dug the show. I was like, I listen. I'm one of them. Nice. I, I pro- I, Fuck yeah, that's what I'm talking Spotify, about. Spotify, man. Bring that stuff up on uh, on Spotify in the morning. Listen. Yeah, hey. like follow our, our Twitter and our our, uh, our Instagram. Yeah, you got to mention all that shit. What and is I'll, it? And I'll, and I'll, yeah. I'll, Facebook. You got and, a Facebook? Yeah, and I'll, I will troll the shit out of you. And Rearview Mirror, <laughs> by the way. Rearview Mirror Tribute, all one word. Facebook. You guys are getting ready to play uh, the racetrack, right? Yeah, Homestead. Speedway, um, we're going to be playing the Checkered Flag concert series uh, both Saturday and Sunday, the 17th and 18th of this November, 2018. So we're going to be – that's pretty big. Um, yeah, it is for, we've, for I understood bandits. some of those words. So it's just not my area. <laughs> every, well, every year there's a NASCAR weekend in Homestead. This year it happens like the seven, 15, uh, 16th, 17th, and 18th. And we got called to play uh, like a concert for people leaving the stadium that don't want to sit in traffic. So what they do is they leave the concessions open. They leave the, the food trucks open. They leave, you know, the vendors are open after the I race. Know, I don't know if you've ever been to the Speedway No, down in Homestead. Okay, so when you leave Speedway... There are two roads to go. There's only that two. D- that does sound like so you, Homestead. So you can go west on Palm, or you can go north on uh, One Speedway. 137, I think. Seven. 137 yeah. Avenue. Um, and those are the only two ways out. Because they put the, the racetrack out in the middle of fucking nowhere. All, like, it's, the only thing past it is Turkey Point. So there's nowhere else to go south. There's nowhere else to go east. Unless you're staying in the Keys, and then you take US one. Well, and you're still you still gotta take Palm right. to get there. To get so, <laughs> like, the, the you figure how many how many how many tickets are they gonna sell? You figure a couple thousand people are gonna be there. Yeah, you're gonna be jammed up in traffic like a motherfucker because the f- I think the first light out of there is on Campbell and 137th, and that's fuck. <laughs> so they right. leave the concessions open. They hire you guys. It kind of sounds like you're like the. We try to keep... Okay, so we were told directly that we're getting hired to try to keep people there to alleviate traffic. So rather than go and get stuck in traffic and get all pissed off, stay here and 
drink, have something to eat, buy a T-shirt, and listen to grunge and alt-rock and So basically, party. you're the symphony on the Titanic saying, hey, don't look, don't look past here. Right. It sucks. <laughs> Stay here. Never Keep mind, drinking. Never mind the staff manning the lifeboats. We're here for your entertainment, and we'll play until, until the we freaking go down. Oh, <laughs> uh, Kreps, you're such a fucking lens. I love it. What, okay. <laughs> So I gotta ask you. Do you think Oswald made the shot or no? A little background on me. I am I know I, this is why I asked. I want to hear about it. Okay, so I'm I was the the on a show called Bipartisan Disorder, I was the senior conspiracy correspondent. And what, had, what what that what that I, means? I think I had that once. Bipartisan disorder, yeah. What that Sorry. means is, is Craig was part of the Kennedy conspiracy group. <laughs> For his high school, so, so he, <laughs> whatever so, the fuck. I, so listen, he, in high school, I had no idea who Kennedy was. I had no. So fucking he shot clue. Kennedy using a time machine. It would have left a bigger hole, don't you think? Had I used an entire time machine to shoot Kennedy? Sorry, I was being really literal there for a moment. Yeah. So, um, so, so tell me the conspiracy. So. All right, so sell, sell me on it. I'm I'm Doctor Conspiracy. So your sell, question sell was on, sell, sell me on it. Because so ask I'm the convinced. question again. Do you think he made the shot? Do I think Oswald made the shot? No, he was in the door of the uh, the school book depository with the candlestick. Right. Yeah, in the in the dining room. So you don't think he made the shot? No. It's less than hundred yards away. Yeah. He's okay, a, he, so he's a marine. Alchins six. Is the name of the photograph. Okay. Alchins was a press photographer at the time, and I forget who he freelanced his photos to. But if you Google Altgens, A-L-T-G-E-N-S, 6, Altgens 6 shows the motorcade from the front at the time of the shot. Okay. Oswald is in the doorway of the school book depository. So in the early... How do you know that? Did they like tag him on Facebook or... He's right there in the fucking photo. You can see him clear as day. At the time, um, they didn't sell V-necks for men. Like, they, you know how t-shirt styles are, like undershirt yeah, yeah. styles. So we all know that Oswald worked in the school book depository. He was either like a maintenance man or a janitor or whatever the fuck he did. And he had a button-down green shirt over top of a white undershirt and he had a habit of pooling with his forefinger on the front of the neck of his shirt where it would almost look like he was wearing a v-neck now at the time men didn't wear v-necks women wore v-necks right so men just wore regular either the tank style t-shirts undershirts yeah. or Regular, uh, you know, high neck T-shirt. Hashtag feminism. Yeah, I don't know who started this conspiracy. I just know it's a gay man because not only did he note what he's wearing, but he noticed how he moved. Well, (laughs) (laughs) this this was the habit that he had. Well, I mean, you got to remember the '60s were a different period. You know, it wasn't the '70s yet. That's why I don't trust them. They're still putting like mercury, uh, like to fill your cavities. John Ritter was still in fifth grade. You know, so I mean, come on. Oh, make me sad. Why don't you, asshole? Okay, well, you brought it up. I didn't bring up John Ritter. Well, no, I don't go to dark places. At least not until I'm that drunk. (laughs) 
I still miss John Renault. I'm not over it. He was Zach Braff's uh, dad on Scrubs and had an entire episode planned, but he died. He was also the gay roommate on Three's Company, so who gives a fuck? I mean, it's... I do. Also, his wife is seriously hot. He's dead. So his wife was hot. The fact... At the, time of, at the time of his death, yes. Listen, it's on Memorex, man. Just go back should and we, replay that. She was the redhead from uh, the uh, Jim Carrey's The Mask. Oh, nice. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Right. Fair enough. Right. Okay. So, uh, fake V-neck. Well, it wasn't fake. It was that he yeah, yeah, had fake, a habit. Fake, fake V-neck. Fake. Fake V-neck. Uh, altered V-neck. Altered. So facts. he had a habit of pulling down on his shirt. So in this picture that Alchins had snapped. He had snapped a series of photos. This was the sixth photo in the series. And in this photo, you can clearly see the limo, the hole in the windshield, the, all the actors that were um, in, the, in the motorcade, including the, the uh, Secret Service agent that jumps on the back of the limo. He was still perched on the car johnson had already taken cover so if you know anything about the conspiracy apparently before the shots were fired johnson took cover behind the back seat of the limo that he was in he ducked down yeah but he was also like from texas so i assume he's always kind of like he knows what these people are like well he knew what the people were like because he knew he was in on it like he knew what was going on like why would you just take cover it's texas so why didn't he take cover from the airport he only took cover we don't have pictures of that we don't know yeah <laughs> yeah we it. do Pro- have pictures Pro- of that Pro- um, we didn't. <laughs> at any rate so you're not selling me man hold on i'm getting there so the picture shows a man with all of the similar appearance like uh, facial features and and build uh, where the nose is placed, all everything about this man in the photograph says that's Oswald. And how can Oswald be on the ground floor in the doorway, leaning out, taking a look and seeing what's going on if he's up on the sixth floor shooting the president? But we don't know it's him. We have a pretty good idea because that the of photograph... how he pulled his shirt down. Because of how he pulled his shirt down? That's, that's a really odd but habit. Or, Who do you know that does that? Um, Paul? I only have three chest hairs, so I pulled this down just, <coughs> just to scratch it. Do your shirts sag because of the stretch in the collar? Uh, it's not a thing I think about. Yeah. So his, he had a wardrobe full of shirts that the T-shirt came down on. But so he was the only one? Like I said, name me a guy that you know that does that. I know one guy that I grew up with that did that. Do, how do we know he did that? Because his entire wardrobe was like that. Do we know that? Yes. Yeah, whenever you, you go sure? to, whenever you kill the president, they pretty, I'm pretty sure? sure they go through your fucking shit. Like they 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 see what kind of socks you wear and they're they're pretty they're pretty up on that. So the, shit. so the FBI has an entire like dossier about his shirts. I think ever since uh, a couple presidents ago, they've been recording almost every fucking phone conversation I think ever. That's about them. But ever, yeah, that, yeah, they have a habit of doing that. So I'm pretty sure that that's fucking done. Yeah, I'd really like to know that they were listening to us right now. Oh, I'm sure they are. 
It's your some CIA. CIA, NSA. Hey, guys. Give us a like and a comment. Yeah. Rate us on iTunes, you assholes. rolling his fucking eyes like this. Like, fuck these guys. You guys at the NSA, CIA, fucking comment on iTunes. Now, there's... Okay, so now there's some extreme guys out there. Like, um... What the hell's his name? Fat white old guy, doctor. You gotta know it down more than that. I forget his name. (laughs) Fat old white doctor, huh? But no, 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 no. Like conspiracy, JFK conspiracy, like to the nth degree nut. Like there were 14 shooters and there were 70 shots fired that day. And 70? Well, whatever. Like I'm I'm making it up, but like whatever. Like that's his. How many shots were fired that day? Off the top of my head, there were at least five. At least five? How There's many on the official report? Three. Why, is, why do they say five? Because there's the hole in the windshield okay. that goes unaccounted for. So whenever they get to Parkland, um, they wipe down the limo, and then after they clean up, they put the limo on another 747. So you, Okay, so the president travels. He's got two Air Force Ones. He's got the, the main and the backup. No, he's the only one on Air Force One. He's well, the only the, one on Air Force One. Yeah, well, However, yeah, right. there are the several thing, yeah. planes yeah. that predicate him at the destination. And they arrive and they have the limos, the security patrol. Um, these days, there's like an armored SUV with a freaking Gatling gun attached to it and all that bullshit. So there's all that that arrives before the president ever gets there. Whenever they finally got... The, the limo or whatever the fuck it was called, that Cadillac on the freaking... The beast. The, yeah, whenever they got the beast onto the plane, they flew it straight to Detroit and they dismantled it and rebuilt it. They threw away all the evidence. As a matter of fact, whenever they got the Parkland Hospital, the first thing... Now, these are all guys that are trained. You've been through military training. You know what you need to do, when you need to do it, how you execute it. These guys are all trained... Okay, in law enforcement. But, but, but I, I will say this though: in 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 a chaos situation, uh, it, things happen, man. You do dumb shit, shit. happens. Yeah, I get it. But and and, and, and you know what happens? You wind up having you wind up having the 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 E five or the E six that doesn't know what's going on in charge, and he's like, "But whenever you come do this, we need to fix this. So this is up and running." No, Go. but whenever you have whenever you're on president, listen that that shit may fly whenever KP ain't done. Listen, that, these pots and pans I ain't fucking K- done. I love KP because you got to eat all you wanted. Right, like all the leftovers, right? Was, Every was, single tray, however much you wanted. It was, it was really not, awesome. Not in the Air Force. <laughs> well, most of it was empty, right? The Air was, Force? It, oh, we had an abundance because we get all the funding. You don't know how the funding for the Air Force works? You get first divs and... No, 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 the way they gets, do it. Uh, so, like, when the Air Force builds a new base, they get a, you know, like, they'll get a $10 million budget, right? And then they'll go and they'll build a $9 million golf course, and then they go back to Congress and say, hey, we can't fit this building the base, and then they get another $10 million. <laughs> Hashtag Tampa McDill. Yeah, yeah. that's it's how it works. It's mostly golf course. Yeah, that's and how it that's, works. That's where I spent seven years. <laughs> well, what you have here is you have some of the most highly trained elite personnel on the planet guarding the most influential and important man on the planet. I don't know if I, I mean, buy that. George Soros. George Soros is there? <laughs> are, there are the Cock brothers there? Right. <laughs> they should be. <laughs> but the point being, even like... Even in the 60s, you got you to gotta figure that some of the most elite guys who know what the fuck they're doing are driving around the president, 
know how to guard them, know what to do in case of an emergency. They have no internet and no cell phones to immediately communicate. And you mean to tell me as soon as they got to the hospital, they took a bucket with a sponge and soapy water and washed the crime scene off? They're not investigators. Yes, because they've been too basic, and cleaning is the first fucking first thing, thing you, you do. always do. Yeah, you clean the fuck out of everything. That's right? what you do. That's yeah, you except <laughs> whenever you fucking have a murder scene on wheels. Well, you don't know that. They're not investigators. Yeah, the crimes. They're not detectives. But they are law enforcement. They're not, barely. No, they are. I would, I, yeah, you guys, you can't argue that. These guys get, are protecting the president. Yeah, they're protecting the president. They're not investigating his death. Not yet. But they're still protecting him. But they're that's not. Him, but they're not. They're not. They're not investigating his death. I mean. I mean. That's. that's eh, there's. Eh, there's a eh, lot of questions eh. that go on, in, and we we can all admit that even if you just say, "All right, Oswald's the guy." Let, let's just for argument's sake. Oswald's the guy. It was Oswald's than, the guy. Less than 100 yards. Perfect. On a predictably Great. moving target. Like, Great. It was going in a certain path. It was not going to deviate Clear from. Day. He only Clear day. Sh- he only shot Beautiful. three bullets. That's all you need. Right? One hit the concrete uh, way down by the uh, overpass, which the ricochet or the, a concrete fag- fragment hit James Tag in the cheek. Okay? So it wasn't, maybe it was one, maybe it was two, maybe it was three. Whatever shot it was, one of those hit all the way over there. So... How good was Oswald if he hit all the way over here and his target was here? So that that's just number one. Two out of three ain't bad, bro. Two, eight, two out of three ain't bad, but first one, one, first one was one. 150 yards off. First one just to sight in. So let's yeah. see. So hey. let, let's just say. So yeah. he gets one in the back of the head, right? And, get, and it gets him in the neck and it blows his neck out. But that bullet also goes around and smacks Connolly around, right? Yeah. And let's just say that Arlen Specter is the greatest predictive historian of all time that he is the best forensic analyst ever to walk the face of the earth some random ass senator from the state of pennsylvania says no this bullet through time suspended itself in midair then it decided to change direction three times and smack Connolly around 17 different times and ended up pristine condition on a stretcher which is what they wrote that in actually, the fucking book. That, that, that actually I've heard about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They I've wrote it, actually, and yeah. it's in the freaking... Uh, what's the judge's name that it's named after? The freaking study? The uh, I, We're not going to know, but you might. Yeah. The Warren Commission. The Warren Report. Okay, yeah. So in the Warren Report, it says it. We found the bullet. This is it. This Like, they... They asked all the forensics. They, they, they talked to all the doctors. They said, all the physicists, is that the bullet? And they all were like, yep, that's it. So here you got a bullet that passed through two bodies and ended up in a thigh after passing through a wrist. So it went through Kennedy, went through Connolly, Connolly's wrist and ended up in his thigh. And it came out looking like freaking uncooked bacon, like freaking nice lines and everything. So why do you, why do you, okay, so, so it was a conspiracy to kill Kennedy. Sure. Let's, we'll, we'll, just, we'll, just, we'll just go with that. Why do they want Kennedy dead? Why kill him? Money. Too many people stood to lose too much money if there wasn't a perpetual war. Um, so you, would, you at least acknowledge that there are some conspiracy theories out there that even you can't even buy into. Listen, I okay. So you're, you're talking about like the seventy bullets, or whatever. Right, right, right. So I'm I'm the kind of guy that's at the station, and I'm like, I I I'm way down the platform, 
to most people, like uh, as far as conspiracies go, like, you know, uh, what was Hillary involved with and, you know, all the shit that she's done and Clinton has done and the, and the number of dead people that have air quotes committed suicide around her. Uh, yeah. Like yeah. there are literally, I think the number is 90. There's like a infographic. Yeah, yeah, you know what I'm talking yeah. about. There's an infographic online that shows the number of people that the Clintons know that have committed suicide. Air yeah. quotes committed suicide, have or as met, they say, Clinton side. Have you met her? I wanted to kill myself after. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, well, listen. If I have a friend that shits herself and loses shoes and gets thrown into a van like a side of beef, I digress. So, so getting back to 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 Kennedy and and all this sort of stuff it, and. What what conspiracies I buy into? Listen, it, whenever it boils down to people standing to lose, I backtrack. People in power, when they stand to lose a lot of money, are willing to do anything to keep it. And does that include killing a guy? Yeah. Does it matter what his title is? No. So, like, would would people be and this is my thing like are people willing to to kill trump i see that on twitter on facebook and on instagram he's fine every he's day. fine i understand fine. he's fine Liberals can't but shoot do, <laughs> right because they <laughs> don't want guns, guns. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how can you be anti gun and like in the 10 ring yeah. like it doesn't fuck make any sense hold on, hold on <laughs> you're a hold bad on. shot hold on but the the reason that i'm asking you um so you you at least acknowledge that some people are way out there crazy. Mm. Okay, so do me a favor. Do me a favor. Ask yourself, what do you need to see? What evidence do you need to see for you to think, oh my God, I'm the crazy guy? Because then I want to have you back on and see how you can apologize. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I mean, so I, I had brought this up earlier and I forget the name of the term. But they're like, okay, so like Occam's razor yeah. is the term the yeah. that you use for the simplest explanation. It's There's most... also a, a term for whenever it, it money is at play. And I forget the name of the, the phrase. I forget that. There's like something that says like if money, like whoever. Like we're getting, getting like game theory here. Well, I, I mean, there's an actual name for this, and I forget what it is. Like, like if there's money involved, like, always go to the money. Like, whether it's in business. So, like, why do, you know, why did GE lay off 300 people today? Some executive was going to lose money. You know, like, it, it boils down to money. Like, the principle of parsimony? Paris money? I don't fucking know what it is. I'll bet parisimony. You a, parisimony. I'll, I'll, yeah, there it is. I'll bet you a nerd into that. Probably something like that, but whatever I just call it the Occam's razor of money, but that's, but whenever you boil it down, like people who are in power and stand to lose money will do anything to keep as much money as possible and their power. So unscrupulous people, what are they willing to do to keep that? And it it gets scary if I, you start looking and and I mean we can all sit here and be sarcastic and funny and like talk about like you know I hey it was the chocolate cake that shot Kennedy you know like but if you really pull back the wool <laughs> and you really want to know and you really start examining and asking questions it's like holy fuck how deep does this go? But I want to know how good is that chocolate cake? Yeah, I think that, it, that sounds pretty amazing. Seasoned right with the death of a president. Is is it chocolate is it German cake. chocolate cake or it's ganache? 
I'm in. Or or is it that weird? Um, has has anyone here? And I don't know how you make it, but there's a chocolate cake shot that when you take these it, these se- several ingredients that have nothing to do with chocolate or cake, but when you take them all at once, yeah, they taste like chocolate it, cake. Yeah. It's yeah. got to be like EXO and Bailey's and. No, no it's like it's got nothing to. No, I've, I've had it before. It tastes. Because you like, like I, I think you bite into a lime afterwards, and the acid somehow just like fools your taste buds. So I wasn't just that fucked up. Google, drunk, like, Google the thing. chocolate cake shot. Hey, this is an easy fix. Yay, Fuck this. Google. Google the or or Duck Duck Go, depending on your political leanings. Duck Duck Go. Duck Duck Go. What? I am just hearing about this now. What, what the is fuck that? is Duck yeah. Duck okay, Go? Okay, so uh, everybody has. Uh, Alexa and the Google thing and the the Ask Siri and all this bullshit. Well, there's a search engine out there that doesn't collect and sell your data. It's called DuckDuckGo. I already don't believe them. Yeah. (laughs) How do they make money? Yeah. Ads. So like the top three searches. So the top top three search results on everything is is a sponsored uh, thing? And it says it. It says ad. Oh, yeah, so does Google. Really, really tiny. Yeah, <laughs> at, the very, at the very bottom, on the right-hand side. Bitsy, bitsy writing in Braille. And the graphics are always so much nicer. Half ounce of hazelnut-flavored liqueur, half ounce of vanilla vodka, and one piece of lemon. Yeah. Sugar. Frost the rim in old-fashioned glass, sugar and lemon. Add the vanilla vodka... Hazelnut liqueur, stir together, lick the sugar rim, shoot the mixture, and bite a piece of lemon. I would have also uh, bought uh, witchcraft. Yeah, because I've had this <laughs> shit, and I'm like, am I really this fucked up, or will I, will I, was I just like talking to this? Krebs is like, what is this sorcery? What is this? <laughs> Give me more chocolate cake. <laughs> but that makes sense, though. Like you figure hazelnut. I mean, if yeah. you if you like Nutella or whatever. It, it, but I think it has more to do with like tricking your your taste buds like somehow someone i assume not not sober just stumbled upon this and they just i well wrote it down i think it's probably more you guys were joking about like nerds and scientists and stuff earlier i think it's more that route because so here's here's something for you why do we have salt and pepper why is that on our table why isn't it like dried parsley and and you know crushed mint why why do we have salt and pepper I can imagine salt is because uh, it used they used to use it to preserve food and it was highly valuable and the Romans. So why amazing. would you use that as a as a table condiment it's if it was so because it was so valuable? Electrolytes. Yeah. No. It's no. fucking amazing. So salt blocks the tongue from receiving bitter signal. So the the signals that are conducted electrically on your tongue. So you figure they're called action potentials. You have <laughs> it's the you biochemical sucked, electrical signals that go through your body. You've sucked a dick, haven't you? Ooh, <laughs> uh, not that I can recall. Why would you store that knowledge unless you've got something shameful? <laughs> What's this have to do with fucking salt? I don't know. I don't know. I've heard so, semen is bitter. So you figure you have saliva is an acidic solution. Um, in that solution, you process chemicals that are coming from food, and you have. Bitter receptacles on your tongue. If you have bitter receptacles on your tongue and it makes food taste bad, there's got to be some type of chemical reaction that counteracts it. And the thing that counteracts it is salt. So the calcium chloride or that you, uh, I'm sorry, yeah, sodium chloride that you, you take in 
with salt blocks the bitter vis-a-vis chemistry that it blocks the bitter taste. So you get, so it makes food taste better by not tasting bitter. So it, it, that's number one. Pepper, on the other hand, since your olfactory plays like what, a 75% role in tasting? Taste, yeah. yeah. So your olfactory is like a 75% factor in how you perceive taste. Pepper opens up your sinuses. So what happens whenever you grind pepper and you're cooking something and you breathe it in, you sneeze, right? Because that pepper is instantly opening up and irritating your sinuses. And you're bringing your circulation and you're bringing... Like, right. So the, the yeah. thing is, is you're bringing more air to your sinuses because they, they want to open. They want to open up. Whenever you have something spicy, like they say, like if you have sinus problems, take a teaspoon of hot sauce every morning. And that opens up your sinuses and it drains all the mucus and all this sort of stuff. And literally opening up your ability to smell better. So pepper opens up your sinuses. Salt opens up your tongue to better flavors. So that's why we have salt and pepper on the and table. And apparently Craig is pro-nerd. That was your point, right? Yeah, right? Like um, I, I beat off to uh, Star a- Wars Trek or whatever movie that is. Right? Bless you. Whatever movie's trending. Yeah. I am also pro nerd, but I'm gonna keep giving him shit because it makes him better. <laughs> Listen, if you want to eat shit, that's fine. That's a Cuban thing, right? No, give them shit. No, oh, give them shit. I thought you said to eat them shit. No, no, no. I give nerd shit. Like uh, I can't prove that I didn't go back in time and like wedgie Mark Zuckerberg, but I like to think I did. And it made him a better. Who was the guy that did Napster? Who was his oh, name? Oh fuck! God damn it! I just know that. Oh, God damn it. You wedged yeah, him. See, that all, was the all, guy. All I can think about now when you say Napster is... Uh, Lars Ulrich. And that that cartoon? No, no. The the the, the Yes, movie. I've seen that. I remember oh. that. Oh, that was fucking <laughs> Fist old as shit. Fist bump. I can't afford my... What was it, like? Underage Mexican... <laughs> Beer good, Napster bad. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I think... That, was, that, was that done by Joe Cartoon? Because the animation was very similar. Oh, it was very similar. Be the ball. Be the ball. What frog happened? in a blender. Uh, the bat. The frog in a blender was my favorite. Oh, the hamster in the microwave. You don't have the balls. No balls. No balls. Suck me. Bite me. Bite me. <laughs> no balls. Bite me. I mean, it was yeah. a gerbil in a microwave, too, right? Like uh, you hit the power level and. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to get. Approximately three texts in the next couple of days, like, oh my god, fucking Joe Cartoon. Joe Cartoon was fucking awesome, man. Because I got three when, when we casually mentioned Ghetto 8. Because th- that, that's what we called Wait, wait, wait. Do you remember the urinal test? Oh, that sounds familiar. No. So there were 10 urinals lined up, and it was like they put a guy here, and it's like, which urinal do you choose? So if there's, it, like, it was a flash thing like whenever like the internet was first getting going and it was like joe cartoon and all sorts of bullshit it was like the urinal test so if you're a real guy you would know the answers to if there's a man in urinal 10 you go to urinal one you go to urinal one why because he's furthest away right so that, that was like the right answer but then it got more complex as you went through the test and there were a series of questions okay so there's a man in two and a man in six like which which urinal do you pick so depending I on think like I got like nine out of ten of this test once like I mean it was like a thing it was like an internet thing and you took familiar. yeah yeah so you took the test and you took the urinal test and that was it that was a uh, that was old 
Right? See, back then, uh, is Joe Cartoon still like a thing? I don't know. I see. Back I then, think it's still. A, I think it's still a website. I'm gonna look it up after we're done here because, like, if they got new content, I would love to see it. I doubt I'll still resonate with me. Or frog in a blender, yeah. gerbil in a microwave, the guy hitting himself in the head with a bat. Oh yeah. yeah. But did you ever see the uh, 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 the internet is for porn with the Muppets? No. Nope. That, that was one of those old things too. It was oh, yeah. there was somebody made but this I'm whole intrigued. video. It was like it looked like Sesame Street. Like they had a bunch of Muppets and they had this whole song. It was like the internet is for porn. The internet is for porn. Nope. Don't remember that one. No. You're out there by yourself, brother. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> oh, or maybe you should mention these things more. Yeah. It's old, man. You know what we should do? We should start a podcast and talk about this shit. We should. That'd <laughs> right? be a good fucking idea, man. Wow. You guys are honest. Because it makes us happy. <laughs> do something like that. Like, I just met Craig today, and I just realized we all liked and remembered Joe Cartoon. <laughs> Unplanned. Fucking awesome. I'll bring over some beer. You guys fucking hit record, and we'll, we'll yeah. do this shit. Sweet. I got microphones. We could do this. <laughs> And you're a pretty good guitar player too, so I'm all right. Yeah, right. But your new your new passion is drums. Uh, his new killing time because he I can't he can't not be productive. He has I, to do something. I can't. I don't want to say passion because I'm not good at it. <laughs> you're passionate about I'm trying. Passionate, I'm passionate about music, and this it is, is true. It is definitely uh, it has definitely helped my guitar playing now because I count. That was always something that you said to me. It's like, yeah. I'm a guitar player. I don't fucking count. Yeah, I, I remember that in some of our bands. I was like, you were like, no, because in the one and the two and the three and the four, I'm like, look, man, I play guitar. I don't count. I don't fucking need to. <laughs> but but can you can you explain to me why Calero is awesome? Because Poof um, okay, so, did uh, drums, and he can't even exactly tell me why Calero is awesome. I can tell you why Calero is awesome, because Calero can count. That's it. And he has extreme limb independence. So he can, he can, okay. Uh, so are like, you, are for, you about to like go into like a masturbating joke where like you walked in and I'm jerking off? No, no, no. Okay. So limb independence is a thing for drummers. So like okay. the, they call it limb independence because you have your hands and your feet going and you have them going at different times. Right. So <laughs> and it's just to do four on the floor is very simple. But now when you start adding like double bass pedal, like Calero does on a regular basis. He doesn't. And he doesn't just do a driving like da 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 da. The whole song it's like and and he he can even do things where like he'll be playing two different time signatures. So up top he's playing in four four and on three the bottom, or seven or whatever. Yeah, he's playing on three four. So he's playing two different time signatures at the same time, and he's able to count all of that. So not only is he keeping count of the song, he's keeping count of each hand, each foot, and the overall time for the the song. Like it's it's. So Calero's not a human being. He's like 18 collective squirrels all like on on point, but yet doing their own thing. Yes. I've suspected this and, for and, years. And, and that, that all comes together and it's, it's called... Squirrel syn- theory? Yeah, it's called syncope. So he's able to uh, bring that all together and make it sound like one thing. My head hurts. Yeah. yeah. And that's just thinking about it. Yeah. <laughs> I, now, that's why I say I'm not passionate about drums because... I can do four on the floor. I can do a couple simple fills. Can you do? You I, can do three over four. I do. I do. I could play along with some AC/DC. I could play along with some Weezer. Like, so I'm going to show anything, you three over four. Any anything any anything past that, I am just like, 
It is over my head right now. And I'm getting better. I'm getting there. I'm Three getting over there. four. Ready? So uh, one hand is going to do four, and the other hand is going to do three. But then there's a mnemonic aid, and it's super simple. So that 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 that, that is the beats not lining up, right? So yeah. you have two that come down on one, and then you have like a two, but then the other two is alternate, right? So you have one, two, three, four, and then you have one, two, three, one, two, three, right? So yeah. you get eat your goddamn spinach. Eat your goddamn spinach. Eat. Your goddamn spinach. Eat your okay. goddamn spinach. And so you get one. Yeah, okay. I could probably I could, I could do that with my hands, but now if I have to do that between my hands and my feet. That's that how you develop it, though. You get mnemonic like, aids to remember what the muscle memory is. And then once you have muscle memory, then you start moving that around the kit. Yeah. And there are guys out there that are like way beyond that, but that is basic. That is like channel one. That's, that's where you start. But things like that are why Calero is amazing at drums. That and he also, you know, he worked at, uh, was it Sam Ash or something like that in the, in the drum section for like, <laughs> so he would just four, sit there and three and four, like three or four years straight. And all he did was sit and play for, you know, his whole shift hours. or whatever. Yeah. So he, Hours and hours and hours and hours. As and a hours former hours Guitar Center employee, I can sympathize with that. Yeah, hours and hours and hours of him playing. So, I mean, it, yeah, he's got plenty of practice time under his belt, too. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> he's a phenomenal drummer. A fucking phenomenal. Uh, he had a band, uh, they put out an album that was called uh, My Amends. Great fucking album. Uh, great band. Uh, they split ways, and then he wound up moving to uh, uh, outside of Seattle. And uh, I think he's still... Is still, he still playing? Yeah. He he actually was the one that wrote and recorded our, our intro music. That's awesome. Yeah, All right. Yeah, yeah. And, I, and I appreciate that because yeah. uh, I, I have an air check. Yeah. And I'm actually, I'm actually <laughs> a little jealous because he has now started to pick up uh, guitars and basses, and he's not bad at all. One of these days, I'll, I'll find... I think it's on Google Drive, I'll, I'll, my air check, and I'll, I'll play it for you. One of these days. Yeah, he's, he's bitching. About, I sent him pictures of my kit, and he's like, you need to move this and move this. Quit fucking around. What are you doing? I'm like, I don't know, man. I, yeah, I, I see I really, some things that... I, I, uh, I, I really don't know what the fuck I'm doing. I'm making this up as I go. I think you're better off that way. Don't listen to anybody. Like, like if I were to come in here one day, I'd be, like, allergic to your kit. I'd break out in a rash. I'd be like, what the fuck is this noise? But, like, in all honesty, like, don't let anybody else influence you. Like, don't look at anything else. Don't listen to anything else. Just come in here and fucking play. And where you put things are where it's going to be natural for you. So whether that means your symbols are up here or they're down here, or whether your ride is over here or over there, that's all on you now. So as a budding drummer, as somebody coming up into the craft, you're not going to be influenced by preconceptions. Like, yeah. you know, like this I'm, is how also, it has to be. I'm also like at the, at like I'm still super malleable to it, so like, if, right? Like, if this is wrong or that's wrong, I wouldn't know the fucking difference anyway. Well, know, like, yeah, could, at this point you're like, it. what's wrong? Yeah. You know, like there is no wrong. It's just like this is where it is, and this is how I like it. Yeah, and like 
I, I can look back at when I started playing guitar and some of the things I did. I'm like, God, I was a fucking asshole. Why did I do that? And I'm sure if I continue with the drums in a couple of years, I'll look back and go, ah, oh, I was a fucking asshole. Why did I do that? Well, I mean, if you have questions, I mean, I've only been playing for like, you know, 20 plus years. But I mean, not that I would tell you you're playing this song wrong or this part wrong, but I can tell you what not to do. Like, <laughs> like I did this for 10 years and this is why I was stupid, you know, like, yeah. Do this, do this, do this, and you'll be fine. Now I'm digging playing the drums. It's it's fun, man. It's definitely a it's definitely a release. Especially like so, I found this track on YouTube, and it's uh, a bunch of jazz and like blues tunes, and there's no drum tracks on it. So I'll just throw that on, throw it in the headphones. Yeah, drumless tracks. Yeah. yeah, and I'll just play along with it. And every once in a while, I hit that little pocket, and it's feels just, good, right? Oh, it's just butter. Fuck, it feels so good. And it's it's different than playing the melodies and the and yeah. the notes and stuff. It's different. It's because you can sort of lose yourself. Yeah. Like whenever you get into a groove, you don't have to think about it. Yeah. It, like you, you don't like you don't have to watch where your fingers are going. You don't. You can just sit back and play, and appreciate the things that are going on around you. Yeah. It's, uh, it's that's why there's an allure man it's uh, smooth and it's calming and it's like uh, you hit that and it's just like alright I'm done for the day I'm gonna go take a shower I'm done and then somebody says alright let's play something in seven <laughs> <laughs> it's all over that's yeah. fucking <laughs> there's, been, there's been many times on the weekends I'll be in here playing I'll be, or trying to keep up with a beat or something and it's I can't do it and you know I sit there and I'm like fuck 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 <laughs> throwing sticks at the fucking window and shit Get up and I walk out. My wife's like, "There wasn't as many fucks today. You're getting better." Yeah, like, there's like only twelve fucks compared to like thirty <laughs> yesterday. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, it is a frustrating little machine. It is. It, that that's exactly what it is. The fucking machine. It is. It is. It is a machine, and I'm just learning to operate it. That's that's what it is. At the very basics, yeah. and that's the thing. Like, how deep can you take that machine? I don't know. I'm a fucking guitarist, man. <laughs> <laughs> At the end of the day. At the end of the day, I play guitar, man. I don't know. <laughs> but that ain't too bad. But, no, but it's definitely helped me appreciate music in a much better way now. Like I think I, I told you before, like I'm listening to songs in a, a whole new way now. Because now instead of just listening to the melodies, I'm actually paying attention to the counts. I'm paying attention to the beats. I'm paying attention to what the drums are doing on the backside of the track. Like, oh, okay. Oh, that's... Oh, like... That's why. Yeah, that's why. Okay, I get it now. Oh, man, I should have started counting earlier. Fuck, I should have started counting. I feel like I'm going to get that payout, like, several several years down the road. I probably told you something, and you're going to come back, like, eight years later and be like, oh, that's why you said that. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, that's why I told you that. Was it why I said that? No. <laughs> I, I just spew bullshit, and I see what, what plants... I think Krebs is like the jello gelatin of like the flavors that are around him. You know what I mean? Like he's the he's the actual thing that sets. And and but I need those Well, yeah, otherwise you'd just be animal fat or whatever. But like the you need the flavors around you and but you set those. I have proven this theory. I I lived for 4 years in in, in Indiana. And I was like, wow, I need, like, a friend, because I just said a dick thing, and I need a friend to, like, come up, like, like a, a decent friend to, like, stand next to me, so I look less 
dickish when I just said the thing because I'm not I'm not getting laid tonight like because because I don't go out to get laid I go out to just make be. something happen like just to be and I there's so many times where I'm like I could get, I could get laid or I could say the thing and you say it oh I totally I, every time but that's all right because I because I can jerk off and go to bed it's actually easier <laughs> and it up. saves you money and a headache and yeah. everything else you know, I, I once met a guy he he swerved down and he was like you know. I prefer to masturbate and go to bed. And I was like, dude, you don't want to get laid? Pussy's always better. He's like, nah, man, nobody knows me like me. <laughs> and, and, and the more, the, the, like, the longer he said that to me, the more I thought about it, like, it's kind of right. Yeah, there's he's got a, a really good point there. You do you. Because yeah. at, at some point when you get older, efficiency comes into your, I don't know, periphery, and it becomes really important. And, I, yeah, I can just jerk off into this sock and go to bed I don't have to, like, get you cab fare in the morning. Um, I know what pussies feel like. I've had quite a few. Like, I don't... I gotta work tomorrow. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> Death ranks high on the priority list, right? It's like, and I gotta work, man. I, I'm not wondering, are you on the pill? Like, I, it, it clears out a lot. But you do have to sleep around a lot to get to that point. You gotta earn it. It's like a you, farmer. You can't be 19-year-old saying, well, I go... I go home alone because that's what I choose to do. No, you're 19 and just can't get laid. Yeah. <laughs> that's exactly what that is. Hashtag loans. <laughs> <laughs> we can but, do this because he doesn't listen. And yeah. it's not even true. He's, <laughs> he's, I was going to say, that's the guy. Like, all right, so loans is like, uh, by, lo- by standard definition, a sexual deviant. Like, Yeah. It, <laughs> and guy, we love bro. loans. We I love that love guy. Yo, so, so he's been like perpetually single for, I don't know, ever. And... Uh, so like he's got all kinds of stories about like he's he's been picked up at bars by like married couples and shit and like, <laughs> like he he fucking hooked up with with an SJW liberal female and he was like I really could have handled that better I'm like well did you get laid he goes yeah but afterwards she patted my dick and said good boy and then walked out I'm like but did you have sex he's like yeah I'm like then what are you bitching about. <laughs> the end game. <laughs> so, is it a W a win column thing? Yeah. Dunsky. Yeah. Jill in a quote. Don't care had sex. Yeah. Uh Jason Brown quote. Uh I've done worse. Oh yeah, he has. Oh yeah. You ever you ever you never heard that? Jason Brown? I don't think I've heard him say that particularly. Oh yeah. A couple times. I've done worse. I've done worse. I've kept him from. <laughs> I've actually cock blocked him from worse. We oh, fuck, what was it? Uh, when Jason when Jason Brown well, used to be when Jason before he got married or whatever. Like when he was when he got too drunk, he was like, meh, any port in a storm. <laughs> <laughs> That's Jason. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah, That's Jason. Yeah, especially when he when he's when he's in in drunk mode. Oh man, oh, it was quite entertaining. There was actually a, a birthday of his where he wound up. Uh, he went on drinking all night and he actually went missing and we didn't know where the fuck he was and like we were at the house and he was just gone and we were like what the fuck uh have you seen him no have you no, no. nobody's seen him and then the next morning or the next day at like noon he shows up and he's like yeah i woke up drunk in a trailer park and we're like how'd you get there i don't know <laughs> not important like, were you in a trailer or like were you in somebody's house or like he's like no i was just in the grass i was like what the fuck like <laughs> yeah, wow um, I actually cock blocked him early on when we first met. Um, I think we were at like hole in the bar. Uh, um, hole in the wall. Hole in the wall. 
or one of those places that, like that doesn't exist anymore, but in the same general area. Gotcha. And he brought this girl up who, um, he he was trying to like play me up a bit, and he was also trying to get laid. And then, and when the girl walks up, she's got one eye like deep set in, in more than the other. So like one eye is clearly like two inches, be, you know, behind the other eye. And Jason asymmetric up, face to the yeah, nth degree. Like like I'm drunk and I'm just wincing like uncontrollably. <laughs> and Jason brings her up. And he's like, yeah, it's my buddy Krebs. He's funny. Krebs, be funny. And I was like, well, I am funny, but I don't sing and I don't dance. I'm not your fucking monkey. She storms off, and Jason goes, why wouldn't you be funny? I'm like, are you listening to me? That's hysterical. Also, you're welcome to, tomorrow morning. <laughs> <coughs> oh, man. <laughs> what baseball bat tree did she fall through? <laughs> she fell out of the a ugly fac- tree and hit factory. every branch on the way down. A factory. Or something. <laughs> Louisville slugger. You got, you got to ask him about uh, uh, being the dragon slayer. He was hanging out with his family. Uh, actually at Eric Brown's wedding and he hooked up with some chick. The first one? Yeah. Uh, he hooked up with some <laughs> chick and... Uh, <laughs> the second one's on the uh, on the horizon. Yeah. Anyway, so he hooks up with this chick and apparently she was just a wildebeest, right? <coughs> and uh, it was so funny because uh, he shows up the next day or whatever and everybody's like, what's up, Dragon Slayer? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he's like, what are you talking about? He's like, yeah, you're like Mario, you know? You gotta slay a few, few dragons to get to the princess. Ugh. <laughs> uh. Uh. So that was a that was a running joke for a while. It was a good time. Terrible. See, I I, I haven't slayed that many dragons, and not because I'm particularly I don't know, you know, really picky about it. It's because I want to point out, oh my god, you're ugly. Do you know you're ugly? And then they, then they usually leave. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I slayed my first layer, share of uh, dragons. I, now, I read on the internet somewhere that somebody, I forget where this was at, some, somebody was sharing a story, and they had said something to the effect of like, my God, you're the ugliest one I've ever seen, and they were like, so they were like, oh my God, and you're honest too. Like, that kind of thing was going on. So, it's <laughs> like, nice. holy crap, you know, you can't even, you can't even whack them away with a, with a chainsaw. It's like... Oh, yeah, blunt honesty. For, I, I don't know why it's got me laid, and I choose to not look at it because it might stop happening. Um, or, or just being a dick to a girl. There's, um, I remember you came to my Starbucks that does work at it, and the, the shift, shift supervisor, like, I just said a dick thing, and she laughed, and you're like, you're going to hit that. I'm like, I remember that, yeah. And, and I was like, you know, she had a boyfriend, and like, okay, okay. no, a year later, I, I hit that. I forget exactly what he said, but like, the way she looked at him and then walked away, and I was like, I, I usually I'm you oblivious. Have that. Usually I'm oblivious, but I just looked at it and I was like, "My wife yeah. says the same thing." Like, I was like you, you have know. no idea what's going on. I right? was like, "Well, I guess when I'm looking, when I'm watching someone else do it, I, I catch it. But when right. it's on me, I'm like completely fucking oblivious, right over my damn right head. Over head." Yeah, but I just remember the way she looked at him and then walked away, and I was like, "Uh, she wants you, Krebs. Like you, you're gonna hit that." And he's like, "Nah." He gave me a list of reasons why not, and I was like, "Yeah, you're fucking gay." Like no, she 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 wants it, and like how I hit it was actually like unintentional. It's just something I just noticed that just being a dick to certain people, it sort of like charges them like a battery. Like you've got all these negative emotions, they've uh, but they're still thinking about you. Like, it's like subreddit subreddit's dedicated to that. Like like you're on their mind, and then all you have to do is just one night say, "Hey, I'm 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 addicted I'm addicted to you because I'm I just kind of like you," and suddenly all that negative emotionally. 
emotion. You fucking put a positive on it. And now she wants you dick. I'm like, well, that was easy. Like, be a dick. <laughs> and then for one moment, not be a dick. I can do that. <laughs> <laughs> Even if I have to force it, damn it, I'll be nice for just a moment. Yeah. <laughs> Cups can be nice. All you ha- actually have to do is ask. It's not hard. Nobody thinks to ask. He's been nice to me. <laughs> See, Krebs can be nice. Yeah, he's being natural. I'm all right with that. He's got nicer hair than me. Well, longer hair anyway. I actually, I actually I asked him to be nice to... Uh, it's funny. Like, Your so wife's I, friend. Yeah, yeah, my wife's friend. I was about I, to say this, yeah. Yeah, when I first met my wife. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> she's got this friend who is... Uh, yeah, whatever. She's She's... Input whatever visual you want and just say no. That's why it's a no. Yeah. Yeah. She, she's not. It's uh, a nice person, though. She's a very nice person, but she's, she's definitely got some, some self-esteem issues. She's, she's, yeah, whatever. She's, she's a big girl. She's. Yes. She's like. Yes to what Craig's doing. Yes. Yeah. I wish we had video. Anyway, she's like. She's, she's at least three me. She's like eight feet tall. She's, she's big. So she's got self-esteem issues, whatever. And very sensitive. Very, very sensitive. Like. Just even like outside of her looks, even the the worst part is that like her mentality is that she's still in high school and she's thirty something years old, and uh, so when I first met Krebs or Krebs, when I first met my wife, we're going to hang out with her and Krebs is coming with us and I, I remember I, I grabbed Krebs and I was like, hey, I know our thing is to usually like make fun of people and you know please don't yeah. not on this I was, one I was like I not on this one bro like, said, yeah. I was like I was like Cause it's, I really I, like this one and she likes that one so be nice well, I think it was more like. I know you're going to smell blood in the water and it's going to be really hard. Just this is, this is really low hanging fruit, man. Just, just let it go. And he did. He was, uh, yeah. I, don't know. I actually, he still does. He, he was, I actually, oh, yeah, we yeah. just, we just saw her. I don't know. Yeah. Let's not get too specific. Yeah. No, but like I actually kept it up because you left with your wife to, or future wife to go get laid. And I was stuck with just her. I'm like, <laughs> all right, well, Matt asked Hi. me to, so I've got to keep this up. But no, no, like, like the conversation was fine because she's into singing, and we, I think yeah. we were at like somewhere that was like doing karaoke. But then they were also, I think they were like a a place that you would come to on a certain day if you wanted to be like on um, American Idol or something. Oh, so yeah, she yeah. was kind of scoping it out. I'm like, well, we've got shit to talk about. I mean, I wouldn't fuck you with a gun in my head, but I like talking to you actually. Yeah. Ruff. Ruff. It's crazy, you know. We've been, at, we've been out before with just uh, me, my wife, and her, and I've seen guys come up to her and like, "Hey, what's up?" Like, and and she's turned them all down. <laughs> yeah, turned them all down. Chew, Chewy is not inaccurate. Oh my god! Which is funny though, because she. Uh, if I oh. were king of the forest, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah. that, like, but that persona though is like deadly accurate and there is that pop- was always my tie whenever whenever <clears throat> like i've had a run-in it was always like cowardly lion was it bert lar bam <laughs> like that's it that's your bert lar you, you look like bert lar <laughs> sorry <laughs> <laughs> you got a little bit like his face is kind of you your face is kind of similar. I'm just with who? Uh, Bert Lar. My face. A little bit. Yeah. Oh, I thought we were talking about the friend. <laughs> no, I would never be that cruel on purpose. Yeah. <laughs> you were asking to do. I might luck into it, but I wouldn't do it on purpose. <laughs> <clears throat> no, but like you've got like to, to like 
don't know. Like if we put like the makeup on you and, and a mane. I was always told I, I would like go, I would go trick or treat Guy Fury. I don't know. Guy Fury. Yeah. Really? He looks he looks like an AIDS patient on a good day. Yeah. Like he's just really thin and emaciated. He might be totally healthy. He just has never looked I don't know. Well he's got that like blonde tip thing. Yeah, and he, the, the like earrings. I never the understood rings. the whole like blonde tips thing. Like I, I don't get it. Not not after you're not allowed to do that like after ninety two. Like yeah. once you hit ninety two, ninety four, that's got well, especially stop. like old guys doing that shit like like, dude, you're you're a There's fucking some. adult. I've fucking stop. Right? stop. Fucking stop it. You're a fucking adult. What issue of Cosmo did you stumble upon and think they think this is a good idea? Yeah, like, right? Like you don't you know what I see every time I see that, it does not matter what's going on. That dude, I'm automatically assuming he's trying to bang younger chicks and they're just making fun of him and getting drinks off him. Like, and, I, and I guarantee you, his voicemail is like an offspring song that he like held close to the mic. <laughs> I guarantee it. <laughs> oh yeah. You gotta keep him separated. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. There, there's one dude that used to come come through the bar when I was working there. Uh, uh, fuck, I forget his name, but he was he was a drummer in one of the bands. But dude was like almost forty years old, and he had these frosted tips and spiked hair. I'm I like, know who you're talking about. Like, bro, bro, calm down. Played for a certain band. I forget what band he played for. I don't even. I remember. know who he played for. You can say their name. It's cool. Stocking Mildred. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there it is. But that that guy was like, every time I saw him, I was like. Bro, you're such a fucking nerd. Like you, God, you're. And he wasn't that good nerd. of a drummer either. Like no. he was like. I think the frosted tips held him back. <laughs> like from a, maybe like the ammonia, <laughs> it absorbed into his cranium and like took out IQ. Yeah. As a non-drummer, I cannot dispute that claim. Yeah. Who knows? But it's like could like, be the ceiling tiles. I don't know at this point. It's like, bro, you're like fucking. You're almost forty years old. What the fuck are you doing? The fuck is that? Leave that shit for the young kids, like the 18, 19 year olds. And even then, they weren't tipping their hair. Yeah. Because yeah. Lones did that shit when he was like 14 or 15. I think he had spiked hair with fucking frosted tips and shit. Oh, I've seen that. He yeah. he also had one contact that was blue. <coughs> and like the, 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 like a, with a, it was mostly white with like a blue ring around it. Like, who are we talking about now? Uh, one of our buddies. He was. Oh, like, he was on. Right. The, uh, he was on the show. He was uh, number three. Loans. Yeah. Um. He sent me his old driver's license and his updated one. His old driver's license and and, and I fucking never laughed harder because he suddenly like went bald and bearded at like twenty one, twenty two. Yeah. Like he lost all his hair and then grew this massive beard. So so if you put those licenses together, it looks like. It looks like. The victim of a sex crime next to the predator. <laughs> he played both roles in his yeah. own movie. Unintentionally. But yeah, when we were little kids, he had one contact and then the spiked hair with the frosted tips and shit. Yeah, that was him. But back then, that was cool. Like, to have one contact, like, he didn't have a prescription. He didn't need it. I it just, clearly missed that It just that changed trend. his eye color. Bro, you didn't listen to enough corn. <laughs> or watch enough <laughs> Marilyn Manson. Yeah. Who's was, playing tonight, by the way? Yeah, that was that was cool shit back then, man. That sounds expensive. Well, his mom had money. Oh yeah, yeah, I've been to their house. Yeah, yeah, his mom had money. It's a bad habit. That was an Offspring song. Sorry. I haven't listened to them, listened to them on purpose in quite a while. I want to. I saw them in two thousand one at Bonsai. They were fucking they were fucking headlining. I just fucking have Bonsai. I've never decided to go back and listen to them. I I don't know what it is like. 
I feel like I'm going to hit a day where something's going to trigger it and, and I, I'm going to go through back their entire anthology. I just, it hasn't happened yet. That, and, I, and, and I still love Offspring. That show was the reason I started to like Linkin Park because I hated Linkin Park until that Bonsai show because I know the one you're talking about. Linkin Park played and they yeah. were fucking amazing everybody put, live. Everybody played there. Oleander was there. Um, uh, uh, Space Hog. Stained. Um, head PE. Does anybody yeah. actually fucking remember Head PE? Yeah, like, yeah. Hey, bartender. Everybody was there. You know what I really liked about that stain <laughs> show? The stain show? I'll never forget it. So Aaron Lewis is sitting there at the front of the stage and he's he's kneeled down on one knee, right? And he's got his head down into the microphone. I forget what song they were singing. It was like a slow intro part or whatever. And someone threw a water <laughs> bottle and it was beelined right at his fucking head, right? I and right I before it hits this. him, he like looks up and catches the bottle right in front of his face, doesn't skip a beat, keeps singing, drops the water bottle and finishes the tune. I like, remember that. Fucking A. This, Holy shit. Is that like the video on Facebook or YouTube where you see the guy, they're doing like some festival in Oslo or whatever, and this beer, 12-ounce beer in a cup, comes flying through the audience, and this guy who's obviously singing, he's the singer, on top of the audience, like doing like a crowd surf, but standing there singing, he raises his arm, and almost like a magnet, the cup, right into his hand, he pulls it down, Throws back the remainder of whatever was left in the twelve ounce cup. Because that's the tosses, move. That's the move. Tosses the cup and keeps singing. Like that is on the internet. Like oh, you can wow. see that. Because when you're so amazing. amazing, you have to make it seem like you planned it. Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic stuff. But I, I remember that show too because Offspring was the big headliner. Mm-hmm. They were the last. And they to play. hadn't been back in like ten years. Or something yeah. Like a big deal. And I was thoroughly disappointed because they they sound like <laughs> shit live. But at the end of their show, they brought out a fire hose. And they were they were spraying the fucking crowd. They also had intermission because they got that on one of their albums. Intermission. It was just a fat guy that fucking people pelted with water bottles yeah. for like five <laughs> minutes. I'm like, I don't know what this guy's making, but give him ten percent tip. Like he's, yes. thank you, man. Thank you, fat man. <clears throat> I love that show because the guy that I went to. Where high school, was it? Bonsai. Where was that? Bayfront Park. Um, yeah. That, okay, so we used to have this radio station down here called Zeta. Right, right, right. And Zeta, I still follow him on Facebook. Nobody ever posts, but yeah, Zeta, Zeta uh, used to play rock <laughs> and stuff like that. They had yeah. Zeta Fest. Yeah, they had like, a Zeta Fest. They used to do. They used to sponsor the Halloweeny roast, and they did bonsai. So they would set up their own concerts, and then bring all these big acts down here, like uh, like all these cool bands used to come through here. Halloweeny roast, like, was amazing. Yeah, uh, System of Down. Uh, I saw STP Filter and I think and. Um, local age in like oh, one yeah, yeah. Sh- in one show, and it was Zeta Fest. Like, Jerry Cantrell played at one of the one of the bonsais, or not, or that might have been Zeta Fest. Uh, Thirty Seconds to Mars. Uh, Rob Zombie used to always be on the bills. Uh, I've seen him twice, not on purpose. I didn't even realize he was going to be there. Yeah, and he's terrible live. What? His live show is great. I was drunk. I don't remember. That's fine. I've seen, I've him, seen him live. I've seen him like twelve. His times. His sound was <laughs> terrible. I've seen him like twelve times because, like and I he said, was, he was on every bill for. He every was all butt hurt because he wasn't getting enough applause. I mean, he like complete ass. Jeb Bush, face. please clap. <laughs> yeah, right. Please clap. Please do something. The guy was a complete fucking dickhole. Like, I, really? Yeah. The uh, we, we as a matter of fact, it was it was down at Bayside, one of the first shows I ever saw in South Florida, and. Avenged Sevenfold was right before them, and it was as Bat Country was hitting. Oh, so yeah, everyone went there to see that. But 
they were fucking good. The Rev was still alive. They were slightly unknown. They only had the one hit, but the songs that weren't Bat Country were fucking awesome. And their sound was amazing. And I think that set them apart. Like, they sounded great. They were clear. The, The low ends were hitting. The vocals were clear. Zombie came on, and it was like, it sounded like this. Yeah, you know, it was it was fucking terrible. It was See, bad. I got into Avenged Sevenfold uh, before Backcountry. My buddy George got me into them. They had an album called Sounding the Seventh Trumpet. Mm-hmm. Fucking amazing. Great musicians all the way around. Yeah. Really good technically. You know what's funny? Those guys all started off, uh, they were just friends, and they just bought instruments decided to start a band, like, and then started learning to play. What so, other band did that? It was like the Beach Boys or something? Or uh, I don't know. Fucking Beach Boys. It was them, and like, there's like, how old are you? 90. <laughs> There's like two or three bands that have done that. Like, you know. Fit. Seriously, we should do that, but with a podcast. I think it was Offspring. It was Offspring. What? That did that. That they were like, let's just buy instruments and start playing them. If I'm not mistaken, I think Offspring was one of them. I wouldn't be surprised. I think, I don't, I don't, I don't know if it's a singer, but like one of them's got like a doctor in like molecular biology or something. Like, like they're all smart Yo, guys. No, that's the lead singer. Is it? Okay. What's his name? Not Noodles. Is it Noodles? Noodles is guitarist. Uh, I don't know the singer. He sucks. I never remember his name, but I just keep picturing him from that movie Idle Hands where like the fucking hand drops down and like, scalps him. Shit movie, but so much fun to watch while high. I'm blanking on his name, but I know he's the doctor. Dexter? Uh, who's the guy from... Dexter. Yeah. And the guy from Bad Religion? Bad Religion, right? I don't know. I don't remember. No idea. Greg Gaffin? I just know you got to keep them separated Ugh. and got to get away. Terrible. Whatever, man. I'm pretty fly for a white guy. Oh, we opened the door. Like, it's you can't stop him now. Like, it's just <laughs> happening. Pun city. I will you always go play it. <laughs> I will always remember Bonsai for one reason. The guy that I went to high school with, I just couldn't stand him. It was nothing wrong with him. He just was good looking, and he just like nailed everybody that I wanted to nail. And it gave him like a, a really irritating confidence. His name is Graham, and it was it's just it was annoying. It's like you you don't even have context for why you are this confident. And but we had talked about this show like I think it sold out like really fucking quick too. So I actually had a guy take a swing at me because I told him I was I was going to the show, but he couldn't. And I'm like worth it. Cause I'm still going, and you're not. But um, and this is also why I will always love Space Hog forever. Cause Space Hog was like one of the first shows on. Like, daylight was still out. Walk in. I'm walking with Graham, who I hate for reasons I can't even conceptualize at the time. Cause I'm like, what, 17, 18. Um, and we we like get our tickets taken, walk in, and out of nowhere, a beer bottle flies, hits Graham in the eye, cut underneath his eye. Paramedics take him away. He missed the entire show. I'm like, this is going to be a good night. 